Hey, what's up, everybody? Let's start off by doing the old uh, housekeeping type thing. So follow me on Instagram, Average Joe's Beer Podcast. That's on Instagram. You can get me at Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can listen to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, you know, podcast app on your phone. All the all the places you get podcasts, you can you can find me on Google, all that stuff. And if you could, try to leave a five-star mm-hmm. review um, if you like the content. I'm not asking you to leave five stars if you don't really like it. But, uh, yeah, if you could do that, that's, that helps to boost the podcast immensely. Um, yeah, so get that stuff out of the way. And also, you can still find uh, in some areas, my uh, maybe at the tasting room in Valparaiso, my collab beer, uh, collab mead, I guess, that I did with, Clint over at Misbehaving Meads. You've heard him on a previous episode. He let me come in with my friend Josh to do a 80-gallon or so batch of this fruity, jammy AF delicious mead with vanilla, Tahitian vanilla bean, blackberry, raspberry, and strawberry. Over 800 pounds, no water added, just straight fruits. So uh, you can probably find that. It's doing. It's just killing on Untapped right now. It's like a 4.7. Um, and then also this week, uh, we've got a release of my second collab beer with Lake Zurich, which was a fruit punch milkshake. So you can find that uh, all over town, hopefully. Uh, but just getting to this specific episode, I debated greatly on whether I was going to release this or not to, to set up the story. Um, so I started the podcast late in 2017, like December of 2017 that's that's when i had my first episode with ironing glass and i did a few and i met uh the the owners dan in denver uh the guys that own craft in 1979 they were uh, i think my fourth episode of this show so we kind of built a little bit of relationship we saw each other here and there at beer releases and and other you know beer events i was doing the podcast i was working at a hospital um just doing registration training stuff and they they came up with the idea last June or so to to try to bring me in and lure me away from my regular job and do beer you know to to be the face of their tap room and to you know have those conversations with customers and education and you know just just using my some of my relationships uh, that I've built over the podcast you know to help them out in the tap room and it. And it kind of worked out for us. I've been there over a year now. So this was an episode recorded on my one-year anniversary at Crafted. So Denver had the idea to try to get some customers to interview me and then some other people from the beer industry. You'll hear Steve and Brandon over at Hailstorm on and Evan Morris from Phase 3. But some customers just interviewing me. So here it is. It's like a kind of a flip the script episode. Nope. All right, we're on the Average Joe uh, Beer Podcast today. Uh, We've hijacked his podcast. He has uh, spent one year with us at uh, Crafted, so we decided that we would do his review on uh, podcast forum, and uh, we're going to put him under the hot seat. So, Joe, you've been with us for one year. Terrifying. One year you've been with us. Tell me what you think. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> How much do you regret this? Uh, maybe, maybe you should, wait, wait, wait. should tell. Hold tell on, them. let's let's build this. Yeah. you left a very good, well-paying job, um, that and decided to jump into an industry with two guys that uh, were just flying by the seat of the pants, and still are. I was gonna say, and, and still uh, are uh, kind of our thing. But uh, what what made you do that? I don't know. Dan wouldn't leave me alone. He just kept calling. He was like. 
come on, you can do this, right? You can just uh, not work at a regular job anymore and come sell beer. Sure. Then you guys gave me that blank check, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll come. I guess I'll come. <laughs> so we have uh, two other two other guests here. We have one of our customers, Tom, and uh, Vince, both both customers. Vince is a home brewer. You've probably heard him on the podcast Vince has before. been on. That's I've been right. on. Yeah. I think this is Tom's first time. So uh, I'm going to hand over the uh, show to them once uh, i got a couple customers here. I'm going to be jumping in and out. So. <laughs> it's Tom Soldis. Don't worry about him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's only opening a brewery soon. Uh, is that a public information yet? Yeah, Who I don't knows? know. We won't, we won't, we won't share the name of the brewery. Um, yeah, Tom, Tom DeMana here, number one avid listener right here. Ooh. I get the, I get always get the responses like, hey, you're always quoting like, so, well, something that happened in the show when I talked to you. Like, hey. Well, I, I have to prove proud. that I listened, unlike Denver here. It makes me proud. Well, Denver can only do 15 minutes of right. anything. Yeah, he's true. That. Anything. <laughs> true. Very true. All right, so let's go hit them with questions. It's all all you guys. What? Ask them ask them some things you wanted to know. What you always wanted to this dive is the deep most into. Joe Bobby. I've this had is in a let's, long time. this this is the guy that gets sits on this side of the mic and asks everybody the questions and drills them with it oh and God, like and says a lot of fuck in it and he you know you got you got to drop a <laughs> couple f bombs and talk about yeah, it's pretty easy actually times yeah. and you'll be good. So just it's all you guys go. So it. it you made me come over here, so I'm going to put you absolutely <laughs> on the spot here. Out of all these, all the brewers you've interviewed, okay. out, of, out of all the you know, the people in the industry, what was your favorite interview so far? A favorite one? Do I, I need to like, I need yes, to compartmentalize to all this? No, no, you need to pick one. <sighs> but am I going off the funnest, the most interesting? Like, what's what's favorite? I don't know. What's favorite to me? Uh, okay, that's up to fun. you. Okay. Yeah. So if I have to go, the most interesting person I've interviewed is David Files from Energy City. He was the most fascinating person I've ever talked to. Totally one, of the, one A person I love in the industry. And just like all the, the travel and the knowledge that he possesses in his day job, being a chemical engineer and running 100-mile marathon, like, you know, ultra marathons. Like, wow. that stuff was just crazy to me. The most fun I think I ever had with microphones was with microphone the first time I did theirs and Hot Butcher. Because it was like five hours almost, we we sat on the mics with uh, Justin and Jude, and yeah, I think we solved a lot of the world's problems. I thought you know every minute counted for that <laughs> podcast. I don't think there was any waste, uh, but yeah, it was. Those were my favorite, and then my one-on-one with Drew, probably Drew Fox over at 18th Street. I just like talking to that guy because he's just like a ball of driven badassery, I guess. And it was just one of those people you're like, say what you will about him, the dude fucking gets it. He's He's a he's a bad son of a bitch. So who who's your unicorn, your white whale from the <laughs> podcast side of things? What do you mean, like one uh, somebody I haven't talked to? Yeah, who, yeah, who's denied you? Who can't you get? Three three Floyd told me they weren't they, they're not very social. Ooh. That was like through a marketing marketing people. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've not really pursued that avenue any further. If I God, if I could like pick one person right now, which we've tried to set it up and we have failed a couple times, is uh, Jeff Hardesty from Narrow Gauge. He's yeah. a guy I'd like to talk to. Um, and then if I'm like going for throughout the country, I think, I think Sean Hill probably from uh, Hill Farmstead, I'd probably like to sit down with him just cause I feel like he'd have the most extreme answers, like very knowledgeable, very well put answers. Might be boring. I don't know, but that's that's my thought. Well, after the shout out, I'm sure he'd fly in just yeah, to right. do this, right? Yeah, I'm sure he's listening to a local this. Chicago <laughs> Chicago podcast. Why wouldn't he be? His ears are burning right now. So you you mentioned three Floyds. Uh, what what questions would you ask them if you did have the chance to to interview them? I'd like to sit down with Nick and just talk about the begin like the very beginning, because you know that was like what the 
late 90s, early 90s, and that was probably formulating, and I was not drinking beer, and uh, and then when I did start drinking beer, it was shit beer, and like, this, they existed for a long time with making beer that I was completely unaware of, and I didn't catch them until they were gumball head and zombie dust and all that, so I'd love to know, like, what led up to that, what would turn it into a, a, a now a, fac- a facility in Munster that's eventually going to be like a campus at Apple or something, you know, down the road here. That's fair. Yeah, that's so, fair. So you ask the question all the time, what was the beer that brought you in? And I think mm-hmm. every once in a while you mentioned Spotted Cow, but was, was that really it? Spotted Cow kind of brought me, and like, it was one of those things where, like, I didn't give a shit about beer outside of whatever, like High Life and, and Coors Light and stuff. And uh, and so my father-in-law was like, yeah, we go to Wisconsin all the time. This is something up there. And I'd be like, okay, I can drink this and not be upset yeah. about it. Whereas anything else people would hand me, I'd be like, bleh. But then it was uh, when I was, work- I was working for DeVry in Naperville for a while. And a girl that I sat next to her, uh, her husband was a regional salesperson for Lagunitas. Like as they were, it was before they started building the Pilsen uh, facility. And they, you know, they were just Petaluma Lagunitas and... Uh, he used to come meet her for lunch, and he would give me, like, random six-packs, like, Dogtown and, you know, Censored and, and IPA and that. And little-known little, little known fact, I, I did a podcast before this podcast for, like, four years with a friend of mine about fantasy, fantasy football. See, I about didn't know that. fantasy football. And, uh, and he and I would drink. We would drink. We, had, we did have some. Yes, we did some video I, for a little bit, but then we, uh, then we switched it up to just audio because it's just way easier to, to keep up with. But we used to sit and drink Lagunitas while we were talking about fantasy football. And that's what kind of really got me, like, going in that direction. My buddy Kyle Simmons uh, is a good friend of mine. So his wife and my wife have been best friends for eternity. And uh, he and I are, he and I just kind of, he always liked Bourbon County and stuff. He, like, before I even give a shit about, you know, craft beer, he would, he would always have Bourbon County and that. So he was the one that kind of really started to get me into it. Uh, Denver, so, Denver's so, selfie. Yeah, selfie or like, do we keep talking or do we try to look cool yeah, in this picture? Right? Oh, I can't get everybody. Vince, lean. Turn it sideways. Yep. See, we're already dead air. And dead air. <laughs> no, this is the worst podcast ever. Yeah. Seen. Oh, yeah. Why would anybody listen to One, this? One, two. I'm like not in it. Piece Vince, of Denver's face. It's just like a piece of Denver's yeah, face. Yeah, we're good. Hey, we got something there. <laughs> All right, go. Starting out on a rocky road here, yes, guys. Yes, it is. Very up and down. Joe's usually really prepared for these type of things. Not really. No, really. you just no, wing it. That's the fun fact: is that I I literally don't do prepare at all when I when I go in. Like that's, you're just natural that's half born. the fun. You never tell. Yeah. It's really just no. like it's really just like oh, shit that's going through my head, and then they say something, and then it makes my brain go, "Oh, wait a minute, how did you do that?" Like, it's mostly just pure interest in what they're talking about most of the time. I like it. So I'm going to turn this back around, as seeing it's your one year anniversary. What's your uh, What's your favorite event that's happened here in the Oof. shop? In the, in the past year oh, without being narcissistic but uh my birthday was a pretty fucking cool event yeah we, yeah we had some pretty, pretty awesome. big kegs now the small batch event last year was my shit that was that was a fucking blast on that that day that little 65 people stuffed into this place with 16 breweries you mean 40 because that's our we have an yeah, occupancy 40, level uh, yeah 40 obviously duh um i misspoke from drinking barrel <laughs> aged uh, <laughs> yeah how do you know? If Sean Hill could be listening, then so should never the fire know. marshal. You never yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. Lieutenant Sickles might be all over this podcast. Yeah, somebody he knows might be. You never know. Yeah, it's yeah. so the Small Batch Fest, I think, was one of the coolest things. Um, but the tap list that we put on during my birthday was, was one of the coolest things that I, I was a part of. 
Plus, it still sat in like that stout weather and IPAs. What do you mean stout weather? Isn't yeah. I mean, it's yeah, always isn't stout there 12 weather. months of stout weather? Yeah, but I mean, for the consumer. For the consumer, there's not always 12 months of stout weather. So it was a good mix of stuff, of like really hype stuff. All right, so I got, a, I got the question. So you've been with us for a year, and you've accomplished a lot of things. We've done a lot of events here. What is something that you feel like we are lacking that we can, we can expand on? Something that you feel like you can bring to the table with this? Uh, communication? No. Yeah, hell, that, <laughs> <Just> obviously. <laughs> Employee appreciation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Employee appreciation. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on. There's a picture above us that takes up half yeah, the wall. Yeah, explain that to him. Explain um, what I walked into this morning to the shop. So a, a lackluster appreciation reaction. Apparently, because yeah. I couldn't find, I didn't know what, didn't even know what it was. He was showing yeah. me. So we put we we had uh, one of our uh, artists, Matt. Uh, he uh, did a rendition of your uh, logo and uh, put it up on uh, basically a pallet uh, board, and um, we hung it up for you. And so you walked into it today. So they erected a sign in my honor. Yes, basically. we did. We did the home of the average Joe. So. Figured, uh, you know, come uh, by the shop, see it. Yep, nope. our customers. There'll uh, be a lot of tourism around it now. I, be a lot of I'm going to give you my synopsis of what I think about Joe for the last uh, year. So, so Joe came in, and we were super excited. It was like a new direction for us. Somebody that uh, was just going to be ready to go into the beer world. We could see his enthusiasm, and uh, one of the things that uh, I love about Joe is that his ability to relate to people. So he has made our customer base forget about me and Dan, which is exactly what we wanted. I mean, honestly, that's ultimately uh, tells you how uh, terrible of a job they were doing. Right. Yes. yes. So go. it didn't take I, much. I, 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 um, I even finished the sentences yes, now. Yes, see? he does. We're, we're really good at that. But uh, it's it's incredible, and uh, we appreciate everything. So we want to show our appreciation today. So uh, Dan showed his appreciation because he left town, so you don't have to you deal see, with him. That's so my guy. Gift <laughs> keeps on giving. He's on his his, giving. his world traveling vacation. Hopefully he's on a Pilsner hunt. One. Yeah. Well, he is in a lot of water, so he's going to be on a cruise, so you can find it there. Yeah. Salty water for Some Miller Lite uh, <laughs> Pilsners. So, so, so far, this uh, performance review is going very well for Joe. So my yes. question to you, Denver, what, what, what should he be improving on? What should he be working so what, towards? Right. What's That's his development question. plan right, look like? Right. So one thing I like to see Joe develop a little bit better is uh, he's really good at slapping beer on a shelf. But there is not much like presentation to it at yeah. all. Like he, yeah. there is, so he needs to work on that. That's for sure. We, we we talk about that at least once a month, and you know, timely posts here and there because he's too busy talking to somebody. But right. other than that, very you know, social. He's been pretty pretty solid. Uh, I have not much complaints. We're actually looking to eventually add on to another addition to help Joe be able to facilitate this place in an even better way to be that true Sherpa that he wants to be. So. Contractually, they will be the co-hosts of this show. They will have to be named Joe. Um, that is, it's official. So, any Joes out there that want to, you know, come and work for us, let us know. Just kidding. Anybody who likes beer enough. Actually, we need somebody help. that we need the opposite of you. We need somebody that knows a little bit of wine and spirits. So we're That's gonna, actually we're actually, yeah. we're gonna be looking at podcasts at wine and spirits and see if they have some people in there. Some yes. connoisseurs yes. of the uh, yeah. Um, Joe, so oh, all, yeah. when we uh, first sat down, we talked. Dan and I talked to you about. We talked about not like taking over your life of this podcast, and um, 
at like cross we didn't we didn't want to take away from what you were doing do you feel like we want to cross streams yes we didn't want to cross streams we tried to keep it's some, your thing it's byproduct of it but it hasn't been it's been it's been positive the the, the worst thing is, is i can't just fuck off all the time now and i can't just go leave my job at two o'clock in the afternoon to go do a podcast so that's that's what's really hurting me <laughs> it's making me spread the podcasts out like you know i was doing like three a week for a while there <laughs> yeah pretty much are you on the I clock pretty, right now yeah, I'm on yeah. the clock right now. <laughs> look at that. Yes, look at this that. This is a rare. This is rare when I have somebody else that's like a part of the shop that's actually in the shop with me. Yeah. Usually I'm flying solo on a Friday he does. afternoon. He does pretty much. Yeah, nobody's manning the bar. Just Poor Tim's something. over there, yeah, just Tim's. like sitting there, like oh, I, I want a I beer. I asked him to come can, over. Can somebody pour me a beer, good. please? He he's good. So. All right. What else you guys got for him? Anything? So, so Joe, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're a staple here. You have a successful bo- podcast. What's what's next for Joe Bobby? Successful. There you go. That was a question I was looking cute. for. It was nice of him. Uh, what's next for me? Wouldn't you say I'm successful? You had, you had uh, like sponsors at one point. Like yeah. You were kind of... That's kind There's of no real sponsors Somebody here. actually paid you to be... There's, no, to, to that never or, actually happened. Uh, uh, he's waiting for his White Claw sponsorship. That's <laughs> <why I have laughs> no laws when you're drinking claws. Yeah. Hear me out, White Claw. I'll push, I'll push up the numbers, I promise. Uh, yeah, so I, I had my buddy who owns a guitar shop pay me a hundred bucks flat for five That's uh, success right five uh, <laughs> advertisements and five different episodes. Shout out to Joe JB Music on yeah. Crest Hill, <laughs> he's awesome. Uh, yeah, so the rest of the stuff that I kind of run as ads on here is just people that I like and people that I know. But I am I am in the works right now with with uh, with a fellow named Adam. We're working out some uh, some stuff for a CBD oil company that. That he's doing some work for, so we're gonna try to figure out, nice. set up some sort of a, well, because I use it, so it's like it made it made sense for me to, you know, it's a product that I like, so why not? So at the, you you'll be seeing something in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, the next couple of episodes we'll have some sponsorship from those guys. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, but other than that, it's just like keep booking podcasts. Okay. Just finished, got Goose Island under my belt. I loved having them on, and then now, hopefully, Revolution Mars has scheduled like eight times, so we'll. We'll figure it out with Mars eventually. Like yeah. So, with you being here, what what do you feel like? Uh, what's your growth? Where where where, where are you going to take us to, Joe? Like what what can you bring? No what else are you going to bring to the table? One day at a time, Denver. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep. How are you going to make me more money? If yeah. that was the question. Yep. Thank you. Well, just kind <laughs> of. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn how to do some. Uh, you know, maybe some improv or, or interpretive dance. Uh, really liven up the patrons. Can we? Can we talk bring about the your people playlist? In. Uh, we really yeah. need to talk about yeah, the Whitney Houston, the greatest playlist <laughs> ever assembled <laughs> by man. Yeah. There was Justin Bieber on earlier. It's the most. It's it was Ed Sheeran good. and Justin Bieber, it and it was horrible. phenomenal. It you was know? horrible. I think like just, I do not know how people could Sorry, how man, you could work it out. I can't, just, like, I can't just go straight rough. grunge all day. I it's love, not, love them. I love my I '90s alternative got, and garage rock, but I gotta mix it up. I got my folk music. I got in there. people from all walks of life coming That's in true. to hang it's out in true. here. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta give you a do. little something to everybody. Isn't that like amazing that like I, I didn't expect that in this industry to mm-hmm. see like. I mean, we just had an older couple retired walk in together and, you know, like just sit here and drink. Like, I just, I never, I just thought this was like the, this is the 30 to 40 year old window, 50 year old tops. And, you know, like. Did, did you see the paper ledger she had on the checkbook? Yeah. Like, I haven't seen yeah, one yeah. of those. She's phenomenal. She does it awesome. every time too. She, That's yeah, amazing. She I, I have yeah. not seen that yeah. in decades. And they, and they, and they. They both have their. They both do their own accounts, and it, it's great. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Was that the so. paper untapped account? Yeah. yeah. So. The paper untapped. Oh yeah, they do like their own little rating yeah. thing at yeah. home. It's beautiful. Yeah. 
So, Joe, right behind you is the tap list that you picked out. And you know, clearly, you know, these are these are beers that you had available to you. If you had your dream tap list, there you go. No, there no, you go. Nothing oh, off you limits. You do this for a living. Limited, really limited nice. release, right. distribution, be damned. What would your 12 taps be? Just top butcher. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, you, no. you, you, you pretty much did, did that here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I had great access to a bunch of hot butcher kegs. So, it was like I wasn't going to not. I mean, we there was a lot of haze, but you know we got a pilsner up there. Hotel life would always the hotel life's gonna be like tap twelve no matter what. You know, like it's it doesn't matter what I have offered to me. Hotel life is a special beer to me. Seriously, hailstorm was like gonna discontinue that beer, and then all That's of a sudden you came true. around. They and would you, never do that. No, they wouldn't. But it's a great beer. But honestly, you have to be the number one. Like we need a sign like the number one hotel life. Number sales one man. purveyor <laughs> like of hotel yeah, life yes, beer. You single handedly Chicago sold more land cases market. Than any single person. Somebody pour Tim a beer. He looks lost over there. He, does, he didn't want one. I asked. He's staring him. at the window. Like he's just really gonna pour himself. Pretty he sure, should. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Okay. I did. I cracked a couple for him over there. So, so uh, I okay. So if I had, uh, it's really that's really not easy. Because I don't like know. If I, don't, to, I don't know if I could answer that. So I know. I'm I'm like, how many lines we, do I get? Do I get twelve we lines? To, we like, went to Wakefest. Let's start there. Like you had some breweries. You had some incredible breweries at Wakefest. You were at Microphone Fest. Let me get let me get my like basic there. bitch out of the way first. All right. So let me get my basic shit out of the way. So. I'm going to put on barrel-aged Angry Chairs uh, cu- Cupcake Stout. That's going to go on probably because I'm, I'm just going to tear that up. I'll probably throw a Three Sons. What was the one they brought the microphone this year? Was that Vanilla Face? Was that them? Yep, was Vanilla that three, Face. That wasn't Three Sheets. Was I was going to bring right? that for you today, but Vanilla I Vanilla Face I would have put on there probably. Um, let's see. I'm trying to get through my like barrel-aged Now I feel bad. I might actually have White Carry bring it up. No, nah, it's all right. Don't you worry about that. I'm trying to think i've had uh, like most of the best beers i've had i've been like side by side with denver somewhere like that i shouldn't be and <laughs> drinking them so um i'd probably put haterade or troll so hard on yes, one of those really? um because nice. wow. i need like a i need one of those kind of berliner breaks um yeah. if i'm going into the haze oh maybe like rocket appliance from uh from narrow, narrow gauge uh that triple that they do i love that um I had like broccoli Kong here from Jim Bodini from uh, one of our new operatives, James Ryan. He uh, brought in the uh, other halves broccoli Kong, and that was just outstanding. Um, might I'd probably have to give me something, give myself something like a blind pig or or Pliny or something. You know, would have to be I'll just one back. of those. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Yeah, something like yeah, something like or or maybe like Petty Topper or something. You know, something that's technically a New England, but not really a New England like what we see it today. Yeah. Um, I'd probably just tell Corridor to give me whatever their best haze is available. Like OG Squeeze, it's a huge favorite of mine. Um, no matter what the turns are, what no matter what the changes at Head Brewer are over there, they seem to keep pumping out the shit. Um, I definitely have. Uh, it'd be hard to pick from like batch one or three uh, henna or like uh, or I'm trying to think of like the, the barrel age. Karma. I'd probably put Karma on. Karma, I think, is my favorite barrel-aged more beer. So I probably sit in that Karma realm. God, I don't even know where I'm at at this point. Uh, a Southern Grist does, like, a raspberry marshmallow sour Ooh, that, that I love. That Hill series? Yeah, yes. the Imperial yes. Hill series. Fantastic. Sour Diesel from 450 was, like, yes. a just, you know, like, not a beer, but good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Can we throw some answer on your tap list? Yeah, yes, no, that, sure. that red and blue puff sickle, uh, 9% Berliner, which is that really a Berliner at that point? I don't, I don't know. No, not really. But, uh, so you've been talking a long time and haven't said an MF or beer. Just, just, mm-hmm. just <laughs> <mention>. <laughs> Self-promotion. That's Misty Falls Brewing. <laughs> uh, 
Vince and Matt do a wonderful job. You can see them at our small batch fest this year, and you can actually drink their beer. How cool is that for people that like aren't crafted regulars? You can actually come to our fest and see Vince and Matt pouring some of their awesome beer. They did. What was the one you did for the? I don't want to say we for the bottle yeah. share off to the side. That we oh, that, that was a Berliner. That was yeah, a, the no, what, what was it? What did you guys call it? You guys called it like your sorbet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a raspberry sorbet. Yeah, yeah, those were awesome. This one, this one, Rocky Road. Yeah, yeah Rocky, Road's Rocky Road. Oh, okay. So yeah. stout, new and stout. Yeah, yeah. maybe about pretty should be finished up 13, 14 percent. It'll let's let's play. Yeah. It, it's it, experimental. It, it, Joe, so Joe's, we'll Joe's gonna say it. It, it fucks. It's yeah, gonna. It fucks. I will say it, it eventually. You'll end up saying. So speaking of it, fucks. What is your uh, the one beer that somebody's walked in with? Uh, so far, oh, that just fucks. Probably, just probably barrel aged vanilla noise. Uh, man, my buddy Manny Aguilar. Oh, he, yeah, he he listens Good to the one. podcast, so it was like one of the first times that I had somebody that listens to the podcast hear me say something about a beer and then walk it into me the next day. You know, like like or the next you know week or so, he showed up and he's like, "Hey, I heard you said you never had this. I brought a bottle to share." Like so, that is phenomenal. So I mean, you mentioned a lot of those beers there were the you know, big hype beers, you yeah, know, yeah. a lot of fanfare. Like, Tons. what's a beer that you just had that like you just kind of you know had zero expectation heading into it, but you tried it and you're like, oh my god, this thing is awesome. Well, looking at Tom sitting across from me right now, <laughs> uh, uh, the Manchild, the peanut butter Berliner Weiss from Hidden Springs, oh. I was kind of like. What am I going to get out of this? Like, what am I going to like this? And you know, and, and I had no expectation of love, and I loved it. And I ended up trading for for more Hidden Spring stuff, and that was another beer in that eight beers that the uh, she sent me. So that was kind of a cool thing for me. Uh, and then also nineteen point two ounce cans of Zombie Dust. That was Ooh. I had no expectation other than the things the can looks cool, and I'm glad that they put it in cans. And then I was like, delicious. Brought me right back Meets to where I wanted to be. It did. It did more than meet expectations for me that time, though. I can dig. Hi, Tim. Hi. We're throwing Tim Podgorny in here too now. Ooh, going we're just, full name. We're there. going deep. Yeah. Uh, I have a Tommy question. D. You got to get out of here. Roll out. All right. Bye, Tommy D. See you, Joe. So Uh-oh. I have a fun question. Oop, there get we go. There. Yep. What was your all-time limited beer run like? A release someone made only brewed once. Your favorite? Shit. Damn it. I know it exists, and I can't. I can't picture it. Like a, a limited run. Oh. Oh. One time that I know that it has been made, and a beer that I would love to see come back was uh, the first miniature eight ounce cans that Saint Laurent did, which was uh, I think it was called Vanilla Collier or something Collier from them, and it was like a marshmallow and peanut stout. Ooh. Uh, yeah. That was a beer that they've only done once. I'm sure they'll do it again because it was not that long ago, but I fell in love with it, and I would love to see them do that one more time. Ooh, that sounds like something I'd love to. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Do you think you loved it so much because it was just a special one-time brew? Like, I, if you had it so. all the time? I don't think so because I don't... Th- I didn't realize it would be just, like, a one, one-time brew. And, and you know, it, it, they just... As the size that they're at is saying around, they don't get to repeat stuff very often, like right away. So you might have to wait eight to ten months for it. But I just remember immediately loving it and just being like, "Holy shit! How did they get all this into this little eight ounce can?" Oof. There's yeah. been like a whole lot of beers where I've loved them and then I've had them day after day after day again, and I'm like, you know what? It's it's all right. I'm I'm not as big on it as I was. This is yeah, I actually I absolutely love that beer. The Neapolitan shake. We're sharing a lot of beers today. He had me at Neapolitan. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 
We're sharing a shit ton of beers. We've already had Lodestar opened. Uh, we had the variant of Smells Like Bean Spirit today, the DMV. Ooh, that one was um, good. I mean, uh, the... Well, I won't say the other one because it's not even out yet. But uh, and then right now he just poured us this uh, this Neapolitan that I'm looking forward to. So he asked a good question. It was kind of like, what was a beer that you had like a, a, a one time run or like a short run that you know stuck with you? I, I thought that vanilla or that the Collier, the marshmallow Collier from uh, Saint Laurent, nice. one of those ones. That little mini eight ounce can. It was just like a big sugar bomb of goodness, but it had a, like a decent balance to it as well. So, Joe, you've, you've talked to so many breweries in the area, and, and, and a lot of these get a lot of attention. Uh, but out of all the ones you've talked to, like all the ones you've tried, like what's the one hidden gem, the one that, that isn't really on anyone's radar that you would say, you know, these are guys you, you need to seek out, or girls, whatever it is. You need to, you need to go to their place. You need to find find them on tap. You you need to you need to check these guys out. Who would you say in Chicago? Okay. Chicago land. I don't know. I don't know where their portfolio is at currently. Like as being fully well rounded yet, but uh, from the shit that I've had from them, um, they're the fucking uh, Roaring Table and Roaring Table in Lake Zurich. They were so low key to me. Like I did not expect what I got out of them. Um, they just was suggested to me by Jake uh, Edwards, the brewer over at Lake Zurich, and he said, you should check these people out. And I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. I Googled them a few times and did some research and went out there, and the, the fruited slushies, the, the hazy IPAs, and then he was doing raw ales and, you know, like no-boil ales and, and old-world styles. He was doing, like, a Solera-style saisons uh, and farmhouses, um, just all kinds of really cool, creative stuff. The only the only question I have, just because I haven't gotten enough of their beer yet, was like what their stout games like. Uh, I haven't seen like their dark side yet, but everything I had from them there was outstanding. They had a great pilsner on. They had just these nice light crisp pilsner, and then they're doing their fruit shop series, just over fruiting basically keg by keg of mango passion fruit, you know, whatever. You know, throwing whipped cream on top of it, all that shit. Um, and then the hazy IPAs were really good too. And so he's been, he was really creative. Lane is his name and uh, Elizabeth, his wife that run that place. And the place is like beautiful and elegant. Like if they were not, if they were not in Lake Zurich, if they were like out here by Hailstorm and Sound Growl and stuff, they, they would just be like, everybody would know. Everybody would know. So I think it's just harder for people to get up to the Northwest uh, suburbs and kind of discover these places. Yeah, I think we struggle with that here too, right? I mean, yeah. pe- people up in the west suburbs, north suburbs, and they oh, geez, man, southwest suburbs, we can't yeah. go down there. So, so, if you could wave your magic wand, what style would you just eliminate off the beer map? <laughs> Smoked beers, beer <laughs> Roush beers, and maybe one day I'll develop that palate. I just haven't done enough of it. I would I would probably go there instantly. Anything smoked just seems to not do it for me at all. I haven't had the right ones, maybe. I always have the optimistic mindset of maybe it's me. Maybe I didn't maybe I didn't try the right beer yet. But yeah, I'd have to say that's a pretty easy answer for me. I don't know there's ever been like a style of beer where I just have not liked it at all. Maybe it's like a specific beer that's like, eh, all right, whatever, I don't like this, but I don't think I've ever had something that I've consistently never liked. I, I think within any style, you can detect when, when something is well made. You may not per- personally prefer that style, but you could you could sense quality. Oh yeah. And uh, even within the smoked beer or whatever other style you may not like, yeah. but uh, you know when you go into untapped and try yeah, to read right. these things, you have to kind of grade things on a curve. But uh, 
Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Well, and luckily for you, the smoked style isn't the, exactly the, the the trend-setting, popular stuff that takes up uh, you know half the taps at a at a bar or anything. So, if there was one thing I could, I could like if there was one magic wand wave where I could ta- reach every consumer and have them listen, it would be like holster that untapped. Just holster that untapped and use common sense when you're using it, because. Uh, I am very much, in my own eyes, an advocate of the beer industry and of the people making your beer. And I love these guys, and I love the whole scene that they've built around it. And I'm not saying every one of them is 100% right all the time, but I have this thing where I just wish people would holster the untapped with purpose. I'm not saying you need to rate everything a four or above or you know, don't, don't, don't call things out when they're not good. But at least make it make sense. And it's like to a man when I talk to these guys, they're just tired of going through. That's quality control for a lot of them because that's the money that they have. These guys are not getting rich off of you. They are getting enough money to keep making beer and keep putting it back into their buildings and and back into their equipment and back into their ingredients to give you guys fucking 400 pounds of vanilla bean in your stout and all that that costs God knows how much and $30 a pound citra hops for spot buys and like that, you know, people are just, there's a disconnect between that and the consumer. And if you tell the consumer that, then they get upset because you're kind of like, I'm spending my money. So I should get to choose or I should get to, you know, this thing. But I just wish that every consumer would be like, like, if you don't like sours, please don't rate the sour on untapped. That's all. That would be my magic wand wish. Here's a question, Denver. What happened? What just came in from Mars? I didn't order any keg. Velvet crushed. Velvet. I did not order a keg of that. Yeah, I was did they say. get can? Did we get cans of it too? No. I ordered two two cans, two two cases of cans, one case of d- double dry hop tulip. All right. Hold on, I'm gonna stop this for now. And I'm- All right. So I got the first surprise guest through the door. Full fi- full pit viper biking gear on. <laughs> do they call it biking gear? Is it just cycling? Cycling gear. That's cycling. right. Is but bi- yeah, biking is probably frowned upon, huh? That's for old people. It's like <laughs> it's like motorcycle gangs rivaling. <laughs> Cyclists. So you guys came from from hailstorm, huh? Oh yeah, yeah straight yeah. into the wind. Straight into the wind. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, you you guys have some good stories about your uh, cycling habits. You were telling me about when you guys were out in Colorado with Mike and uh, Paul Schroeder, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I almost, I almost no. died. Yeah, he went to he, the hospital. He spent some time in the hospital. <laughs> probably, you probably didn't have the proper gear on like you do today. I decided to ride forty miles after I. You know, was sitting on a couch three weeks ago and weighed 245 Was pounds. it that early into, like, your kind of, like, fitness renaissance? Yeah, I didn't realize it, but it was. No shit. Yeah, because you went from, like, well, how long ago was it, you think, when you, like, took the first run and, like, posted your so mileage? The, the first run was uh, August 25th, 2018, so. Okay, shit, we're almost, we're uh, almost, we're at, almost a at a year for yeah. you. That was, like, right when I was starting here. So if, if you don't know, that's the voice of Brandon Banbury, the uh, brewer, founder, co-founder of Hailstorm Brewing in Timley Park, and uh, the ever-popular Steve Miller. Hmm. Steve, what's your, what's your title? Your co- co- Sti- brewer. <laughs> what, what is this? Oh, okay. So Treehouse is all Torigo with all the letters in it. It's kind of like stouts that are thick with a bunch of C's in it, but they're just hazy. That's tasty. I've never had this beer. It smells pretty good. I hear they do good things out there at Treehouse. They seem to be okay. Steve, your name comes up like a, a lot of episodes. People are like, "Oh yeah, that guy helped me out with stuff." I've never actually met him, but like <laughs> he he put something on Pro Brewer that really helped change the way I use things. You know. I'm honored. <laughs> this is what Denver didn't get. 
He's like, yeah, people are going to interview you. I'm like, it, it's hard enough to interview Brandon and Steve. You get them to talk a few a little bit. And are you telling me they're going to interview me now? I need a couple more beers before I'm talking. I get it. There's some hotel life up there, though, man. So, guys, what are you, uh, what are you making right now? You guys, you guys brewed this morning? Brewed some uh, Irish red, actually, this morning. Some Southside? Southside Irish red. That place used to run on that beer, I feel like, in the early days. Still does. Still does. We brew a lot of that beer. Yeah. Do you guys can it still, like, regularly, or is it, like, every now and again it gets canned? We can it. Uh, not as much as we used to, but. Yeah. Used to be all over the place, so right? We canned a bunch of it before St. Patrick's Day this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we brew it constantly. It's one of our top-selling draft beers in the tap room and to draft accounts. That's that, like, local kind of feel to the yep. to the side of it. I mean, sure, Vlad's for the masses and for the other people, and then you got your... You get your, like, local Tinley Park, Southside Chicago people. Just give me that Southside Irish Red. Pretty much. Yeah. So you guys are part of Small Batch this year. We're going to be working on the Surrounded by Idiots type beer, I think, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to wing this thing, right, in true true idiot fashion. We'll probably figure out a recipe five minutes before we mash in. I love it. I love it. Throw some shit in it. I think that's got the better story. So what do you guys – I mean, I've talked to you, like, just – Socially, when we run into each other now and again about stuff, Steve. Uh, but like you know, recently you were, you wrote a post basically just exclaiming like what you guys had on tap and like what was in the tanks and stuff at Hailstorm. It's like all loggers and it prisoners. Is. Like, tell, just talk about that because I think that's a conversation that people just aren't having right now. It's just how how it's good to put your foot down and be like, we're gonna do a lot of this stuff and I, and do it well. I think we have a really good balance of what we've got i mean we think we do barrel aged beers very well we do hazy ipas lagers uh west coast ipas we've got a gold medal winning ipa so instead of just getting caught up in the brewing hazy ipas every single day uh we get to brew a lot of what we really want to drink which is a bunch of lagers and so like right now um all of our tanks are filled with either lager or west coast ipa um so there's not even a hazy in the tank um how dare you? So they they still are important to us, but it's nice to the two bottle cap review things. coming your way right now. <laughs> Probably just socially, I'm just reviewing you at two <laughs> bottle caps right now. Look at see, you're even looking at the menu board. I right am. Now. Where does uh, hotel life rank? How that should be full. That should be full. That should be all yellow. But the thing is, so like comments on beers like that, whether it's ours or anybody else's, uh, <laughs> you'll take a look at it. It's like Amer- it's an American lager, and that the comments will be like. The best American lager I've ever had. Three stars. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know what we can do to be better. But uh, and then some of the reviews, well, it's pretty good for a lager. Like, what do you mean for a lager? Like, is it good or not? What do you owe that to, though? Like, is that the pa- is that like the consumer palate's just not ready for it? Or it, no, I it think like it's... It went past it and needs to come back to it? Or, like... Well, I mean, our, I, I, I would think, like, our target audience for a lot of the the loggers and stuff are probably not untapped users. They're people that are buying beer to take home and drink it every day. Um, like four not, of them? Yeah, yeah at least. Not, so maybe six ticks, of them? Yeah. So. yeah. The tick thing is, yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah. The, the quick festival ticks. It's yeah. like, you so know. you take that stuff with a grant. Assault. Yeah, there's there's only so many heroes that can show up to like a beer fest when amongst like the hazies and the uh, stouts and all that stuff and bring their lager and their pilsner there's always like that's like the most popular guy amongst the people serving you the beer at the fest 
which is like if you come over to, I mean, Brandon and I, all of our friends are other brewers, and we spend a lot of time together. We vacation together, and our families all hang out all the time. And let's say there's a kid's birthday party, and you go to their house. It's coolers full of lagers. Uh, there's <laughs> not cracked. There's this not, fucking there's not a hazy dry hops. Uh, <laughs> Mostly bush light. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of bush lattes yeah. over here, and then perhaps some hot beers, things like that. But yep. things of that nature. Yeah, it's it's just a weird it's a weird world right now with everything. It's just uh, it's like education. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to do it. How do you like move people? that i don't know i think that it, everyone's gonna like what they like and some people want to have whatever the newest release beer is and that's cool and other people just want consistently good beer and want to know what they're getting every time so there's there's nothing wrong with either approach yeah. to liking beer as long as people are drinking beer that's good yeah no shit there's room for all of it yeah i mean and hailstorm's a good example of that i mean just chicago land alone they're like the most well-rounded kind of all the styles hit all the points you've got the great barrel age program you've got great sours even like my initial path to hailstorm was sours after the first anniversary golden sour man and so those are two styles you ticked off and then you kind of brought the new england to this area the northeast ipa with the cloud series and that kind of introduced this whole market and then you know like the gummies came along and that kind of stuff mike's obviously at microphone with the special sauce and all that i don't mm-hmm. know if his, his might have been first at some point but but uh, it was kind of like the available New England style IPA started at Hailstorm, kind of in this, in this, especially in the Southwest Burbs, no doubt, in the Chicagoland area. And then obviously Prairie Madness, Metals, My Bach, Metal, you know, Rock Out, My Bach Out, Metals. So you guys know how to do it all. The Fruitcake and Shame for a long time. You got a triple, <laughs> triple Dominatrix, you know, the I, triple IPA. So there's not really any styles you guys are lacking in. And right now, your fucking lineup, there's a cart over here at Crafted that's just basically half of it's just loggers and pills, or loggers and things from you guys. And uh, Chesky Tammany, Chesky Pilsner, uh, House Hellas, Dortmunder, all that stuff. So, like, you guys do, do every style. I mean, is that important to you guys to be able to kind of, like, show the whole portfolio versus, like, we're really strong in this, so we just do this over and over again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, we... Definitely like to show off the fact that we can brew anything and that consumers will enjoy them. Um, but how do you like move? Is it, is it hard to like watch everybody just order the first New England that's available? <laughs> like, is it something that kind of go, makes you go like cringe a little bit? Like, they're great styles, they have their merit, but it's like you want people to try to spray to all fields a little more sometimes but actually when you look at like our sales records um some nights like actually last night i looked at our our records and um cumulus was number one um but uh uh check pills was number two so oh, it's like a check pills getting that yeah i like so, that and it varies from night to night but you know a lot of times there's pretty significant water sales and plus you can kind of like knock out a bunch of those check pills and like you don't you're not blacked out you right know, yeah. some the, you know it's a little easier drinking doesn't fill you up doesn't like kind of make you i can't drink anything else <laughs> for the rest of the day at this point i think that kind of plays into how our our tap room is in general it's it, it's kind of like a local gathering place we have the same locals that come in like every night every weekend um that aren't necessarily the ones that are 
coming every time a brand new beer is out they're there every day so it was interesting like the first month that hotel life was on draft last year uh we looked at the the sales numbers for it and it outsold stratus two to one um it was the top selling beer by far that's hilarious Um, we keep that at, at all times Actually, we think we think that's going to be our like fest beer, you know, for for the brewers uh, when we do our small batch fest. So it's going to make sure they have kind of like a table full of hotel life, maybe some Natterdays sprinkled in on top as like a, you know, thanks for being here, thanks for helping out, thanks for brewing us something cool for this fest. Just something. I mean, when you when you created hotel life, were you kind of like, I just want like a high life for me that I can exactly, kind of control. Exactly what I plan to do. Okay, because yeah. you executed beautifully. And uh, so, so to relating to this conversation, and we'll we'll go specific locally. I don't want to be, you know. See, I turn this around. It's supposed to be like interview Joe thing. I'm I'm interviewing you guys because I, you know, when I get a chance to have you guys in front of the mics, I like to ask questions. So, locally specifically, we have two brands, and and I know you guys are tight with Sean over at Phase Three. Um, I don't know if you guys, you know, talk to Justin and Jude and Jeremiah that much at Hot Butcher. But, uh, you know, they both just released Pilsners in, like, small runs that, you know, something that they don't usually do, something that they're not known for. They hit the market, and they are, like, sought after all of a sudden. I mean, it's a it's a weird thing to, to, to kind of, like, to, do you base that on, like, that's a brand name, and people are like, this is Phase 3, or this is Hot Butcher, I need to have this, regardless of style. Like, it's kind of a hype-driven thing. But I've noticed that, you know, people are going, like, heavy fours on like on tap things like that on these pilsners and it's like the common knowledge is like 3.75 on a pilsner or a lager is pretty like, pretty high end i mean do you guys see that in the market from your perspective are you guys watching that kind of stuff and saying like you know do you take much out of it when you read those reviews and untap things and scores and for that specific style no <laughs> short answer no uh, I mean, when it comes to things like that like i i've had uh both of the the loggers that Phase Three and um, Hot Butcher put out, I liked them, um, but I think, like you've mentioned, so because they are so sought after for their other beers, as soon as they came out with a lager, loggers are trending upwards right now. So if their favorite brewery, Phase Three, releases a lager, they're gonna all his customers are gonna want it. Be all over it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just something that I noticed personally, like, from working here at the shop and that it's, like, it's coming, people are coming in after it. People are disappointed if they can't get their hands on it. It's getting posted all over social media, Pilsner, you know, like, look, check this out. It's great, whatever. Um, and, again, like, you guys know those guys. It's not like there's any, like, animosity between anyone in there. Like, you guys are all rooting for each other. So they're damn fine beers. These Pilsners that they made were both very good. But I was trying to explain to, you know, customers as they came in once all that was gone and not available to them. Like, you guys have been walking past some of the best loggers and pilsners for months and months and not buying them. So it's like, <laughs> how about these? Like, try these. Like, we have House Hellas here. You got, you know, you got the Dortmunder. You got Dovetail sitting there. I mean, wh- who else? Like, you know, Metropolitans on different different shelves everywhere. So it's like, how do we fix that disconnect? I mean, you guys, you guys think ever think about that? Or are you just kind of like, we just keep making beer. We're just making beer. People like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. I'm quite content just making beer. <laughs> That's your guys' job. Leave that to the sales folk and to the uh, you know, the other folk in the company to sell. Yeah, I mean, Brandon looks at more of that information than I do, but um, when I, I walk into our, our cooler every day and take a look at 
what deliveries went out and where we're at and volume of a lot of beers and at the pace that our beers go out the cooler uh i don't think we have a problem selling beer so no. i'm good with that well more importantly like pit vipers let's talk about <laughs> it let's talk more about that the cycle life demand respect and authority what do you guys do you guys oh do you guys give alex uh, alex loving the credit that he that he demands you mean Chris Betts for introducing us to Pit Vipers? Oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> this is a controversy that I would like to solve right now. Who who really gets the credit? Who is the man who brought Pit Vipers to the forefront of your guys' minds? Oh, it was absolutely Alex. It, it was, was definitely <laughs> Alex. You guys are really going to break down and give him the credit, huh? Uh, yeah, right. but uh, a lot of people have credited to Betts, and uh, <laughs> Alex doesn't take too kindly to that. So how does Betts get the credit for it? That's what I want to know. Well, huh? he went international with it. So like he uh, brought him, he brought him to like Copenhagen and yeah, he goes okay. he goes to Sweden and going to Iceland uh, with his yeah. shit. Okay, so he, he posted a lot of pictures there and <laughs> they got a lot of attention. And then uh, at Betts' wedding, uh, there was, was a lot. Of it was pit basically vipers. a pit viper convention. Hashtag Betts Day ever. It was just it was just like fifty brewers all wearing pit vipers. It was the best wedding ever, or I'm sorry, the Betts wedding ever. Betts, 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 Betts day, day ever. Hashtag Betts Day ever. I heard there was controversy. There was. Uh, I heard there was a warning before the wedding that God, God help any groomsman who wears the same glasses as him. Oh yeah, he was <laughs> gonna. He was gonna. He was, I forget the exact threat, but it involved ripping him off our face, snagging, snapping him in half, and punching us, or something like that. <laughs> what, which uh, which model did he go with? Which line of uh, pit fibers did he go with for a wedding day? He was wearing the. Uh, Where they? They were the. Uh, the nightfalls. The nightfalls. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Uh, well, almost ominous. You guys go with. Do you guys have any clear ones for uh, for work in the brewery? Brandon I have, does. I have clear ones. Yeah. Which one? What model do you have? In I have clear? the uh, the American nightshades. Oh yeah, the American nightshade. Oh, that sounds good. What are you guys wearing right now? What's I'm wearing the Hale Sagans. The Hale Sagans. And I've got the 1993s. Yeah. Does I mean does Pit Viper even? I, I know Alex has like emailed them in the past. Do they, do they even know like what's going on here? Uh, he they, emails they, them every day. <laughs> 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 I think they have a pretty good idea. Yeah. Think actually, so? we're yeah we're working on a group buy for the uh, the Brewers Guild. Oh no shit! So I need to get in that. on that. Hit, hit me up. Let me know. Yeah. Just, just that, give me probably be like forty five a pair. So I'm done. Yeah, I'm they, in. They offered us a significant discount. I'll co- I'll commit at even a higher number than that. That's okay. I'll take. What, what, how how many do you think you got to buy for that? Uh, that was About like hundred. Hundred. Yeah. That's me. Like you're gonna get like custom ones, or are they like just, nah, they, just make they you pick said a model? They can't do custem yet. So they're working on it. They, they, they will. Yeah. I think eventually they'll be doing custom. It's got to happen, right? And then they have other wonderful merch that we're wearing today. Yeah, I usually wear my. I have my pink. I have the same one you had. That pink Pit yeah. Viper T-shirt. It's a beautiful shirt. Well, the fitted. Miami Knights. Yes, the Miami Knights one. I think I bought Josh one Which, too. Which, by the Josh way, Alex Lovingood, get my fucking Miami Knights back. Oh, what did he take it from you? My, I have a pair of uh, Miami Knights glasses, the actual pair. Last time I he saw him. He lost them at Betts' wedding. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. What, he didn't have enough of his own? Well, he knows exactly uh, well, where they are, but he just can't get them back. He wore what, what does them. that mean? He wore them and left them in our, in our uh, shuttle van. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not good. <laughs> so is the, is the shuttle company aware of this? We need they, to, are. they are. Okay. Okay. They, they got guys probably picking people up wearing them all the time now. Probably. These are mine, bro. He's living that pit for life. Semen all over him. I'm sure there's all nothing but happiness and good vibes all over it. 
All right, I'll let you guys go. Thanks for stopping in and hanging out with me. Well, hold on. We got to interview you. Oh, oh, you you guys are doing this? All right. I feel like this is like a real stepbrother scenario right now. Like, you guys are matching. It's that we interview you (laughs) situation. So, I think I can help with the Pan Pam situation. What's your favorite color? (sighs) Favorite color? I can give complicated answers to the simplest questions. I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking this turquoise going down the middle of your guys' chest is my favorite color. Well, thank you. Yeah. Like, Brandon goes full zipper up. You leave a little, Steve leaves a little meat at the top. We Let's can see a little something. We can, yeah, look at we can oh, there go it down is. a little now further. Hold some on. cleavage. Yeah, we got some turning, cleavage now. Is turning you see? on right now? He put the tits out there. <laughs> no. I didn't even ask for that. I mean, I can take, I can take the whole thing off. The so. best part of the, like this is happening right now, I just looked over your head. My mom and dad just walked in. <laughs> That's Hi, not Mr. awkward Mrs. at all. Bobby. Isn't that fun? <laughs> That's fun. All, all things are pop. Apparently, Denver reached out to everyone I know today. So should we ask Very, you like really inappropriate yeah. questions oh, now? Oh, yeah, for sure. Make what's, it awkward. What's, what's your sign? Ooh, I think I'm an Aquarius, I think. Unless it's changed over the over the years. I don't know. I don't get into ast- what is that? Astrology Cosmo astrology? I don't astrology? know. Astrology. Astrology, uh, is that right? Am I, I saying so. that right? No. Astrology? Yeah, I don't know that one at all. <laughs> I don't do cyclist stuff and I don't do astrology. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got. That's it. Um, what's your favorite color? <laughs> and what's your sign? <laughs> Man, there's just beer. Well, we could go with something simple. Uh, ah. Let's say you're walking through a grocery store. All right. I'm with you. So not a great beer selection. Okay. What beer are you buying? The first thing that just jumped in my head was Daisy Cutter. Um, it's probably Daisy Cutter. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably... It depends on how grocery stores are different now, nowadays. You can get so much shit at grocery stores now. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's probably that or like Gumball Head or something. There you go. There. Yeah. It's going to be one of those. How much truly do you guys consume nowadays? That's, that's the uh, real question. Ridiculous amount. Um, Could that be the small batch beer? I mean, do we go hard, hard seltzer on them? Well, I told Denver yesterday we weren't coming here unless there was White Claw. No laws <laughs> when you're drinking claws, baby. I see Let's no claws. go. Let's go. Uh, but and if this airs before August 7th, I think, uh, go to your local Walgreens uh, for a $12 rebate on 12 packs of White Claws. Is I that just, happening for real? Uh, I just bought a bunch of them. Um, <laughs> It's fourteen ninety nine. Then you get a twelve dollar rebate. So they're fucking two. Why bucks. are they giving it away? I, What's I'm, happening? I don't really know, and I don't care. Who do you know that you got this coupon, man? Uh, I was standing in line. My wife told me to go get batteries, and I came back with batteries and a bunch of white claws. And there's no laws when you're drinking claws. That's Correct. that's been established. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys are really drinking seltzer waters now. Is that really? I mean, have you ever thought like how would you approach that? Do you know how What's difficult that? it is to fit into this jersey right now? Oh my god! <laughs> just gotta, That's just, why I'm just drinking to keep it slim. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Man, we all need we all need to go the other way eventually, right? Craft beer will make you fat, man. Yeah, no more of this freaking uh, husky boy pastry stout life. We gotta we gotta dial it back a little bit. Unless you're talking about Vlad Neapolitan, which is delicious, and you should keep drinking that instead of white cloth. But anyways, I was toying with the idea yesterday of putting that in our slushy machine, actually. With heavy cream. What? I'm basically making soft serve yogurt. What would you do? Eat it. I just I just saw my mom and dad walk in. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> my dad hasn't drank a beer outside of Miller Lite in I don't know how long. I don't know what he's going to do. Get that man hotel, hotel life. life. Yeah. He keeps a steady stock of high life, so I would hope that he can manage a, a hotel life. 
I would imagine so. All right, we'll let you guys kind of move on here, unless you got any other brain busters for me. Man. Uh, this interview died like that. I got nothing. That's why you're the one doing it. Yeah, right. Let's see. All right, thanks, guys. Let's go have a beer. All right, we're we're re-recording again now. Here we go. Here we go. Anniversary day. Jake, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Jake. I'm a hopper dude. And so we're flipping the tables on Joe and it's, it's a asking him some of the questions of his deepest, darkest secrets. Yes, I like collabs. That okay. is. That is correct. <laughs> so if you had a goal, what was your total collabs that you wanted to complete? Wait, total collabs? Yeah. Like a number like at the end of my life? Yep. Or like, like by the time I die? It's a bucket die, list. By the time I die? Or like, yeah. are you just talking about like one specific collab I'd like to accomplish? Yeah, both. All right, Jesus. See, I'm, I'm already answering, asking my own questions. So, uh, all right. So the number of collabs I'd want would be like a million, probably minimum, uh, the, the the collab I'd want to do more than anything, I think, like the ideal, shit, probably like a like a like a narrow gauge collab. I feel like I feel like I really I just find myself really liking their IPAs a lot, and uh, their okay. brewer's really cool. Just we just haven't had a time to sit down yet. He's just a really nice guy, uh, Jeff Hardesty, just a cool dude. That's about it. And I'm also I also have my friend Brady Potts in the house, the yeah, shy man. beer guy. If, if I was going to have a turn the tables day and have somebody interview me, it'd probably be Brady if I had to pick myself. Okay. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. He just wandered in the shop himself uh, and uh, just to check it out and hang out, I think. I and came I in like, for hey. you. I was like, hey, microphone, get on that. Let's go. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. First of all, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. On, on being here a year. I feel like congratulations is always a weird thing. I'm like, is that, congr- is that congratulatable? Like, you've been here a year. Yeah, like, why not? You survived. Yeah. You weren't Why expecting it, but you made it. You dealt with Denver for this long. Like, good <laughs> for you. Huh? Yeah, so, buddy. Jake, you said you had like a whole list. What's yeah. a, that? Was the best oh, you had? I know. I got to figure Clap. out. So, of, of uh, eighty-three, I think it is. We are we eighty-three. Eighty-third mm-hmm. mm-hmm. podcast. I believe this will be the eighty-third podcast. Who's your best interview? Oh shit! See. You asked a very similar question to Vince. Vince threw one at me earlier about, like, what was your favorite one or something. But I think I've, I'll answer it with what, what I answered, Vince, was uh, about the most interesting interview I had was David Files, I think, from uh, Energy City. I thought he was just one of the most interesting guys I ever met. He's just, like, one of those guys. Um, just ultra marathons and, like, distilling ethanol for a living. And, you know, his whole story is just different than everybody else's. So he was probably the most interesting or like unique, cool person I've ever interviewed. He's a super nice guy too. Like episode fourteen, I think was, was David. Like that was a long time ago. That's when he was just doing the releases out of his little, you know, once a month, three out, four hour window, yeah. no cans even. He was just doing yeah. bombers at the time. Mm-hmm. He's come a long way, man, with the help of uh, Church Street and Itasca and all that, and getting the contract through out there. But, yeah, he's definitely one of the most interesting people I've ever talked to. Hey, look, Moji's here. So, well, yeah, quick story about Moji. Hilarious. Uh, Moji, it, he was sitting here one day when I was bartending, and uh, Brian Proper, uh, Denver's brother-in-law, was sitting there. And uh, <laughs> Moji's kid, who's over there, the five-year-old, was like, pointed at him. He's like, he's got a big belly, Dad. <laughs> Oh, it was hilarious. Anyways, any more uh, brain busters for me? We I'm going to ask you the... 
obvious question is, uh, right. and this is something that I've never personally asked you, is why, what, what, okay. made, what made you get into uh, podcasting aside from you having, I know you did it in college. Is that is no, that right? after college, actually. After, yeah, okay, it was after, after college. college. Me and my okay. buddy Kyle, we just got into like... Uh, we did one of those drunk things where you're like, like, dude, we should do a podcast or we should do like a radio show about fantasy football because we know everything. Like we felt like we knew everything about fantasy football and we played for years and we have all these leagues we do together and we always talk about it. So we, I was like, well, I, I, I played, uh, I played acoustic guitar and like I used to play shows at Hailstorm. I'd open for a friend of mine, uh, Pete Stillwell. So I had like microphones and I knew how to run stuff into my computer. So I'm like, I kind of know how to do it already. Like let's let's set up mics, drink some beers, and talk about football. So we did it for like four years. I think we did it like kind of off and on, uh, doing our show. And we do the only viewers. It wasn't very. Yeah, we didn't. It didn't. It never got a lot of traction. Um, but uh, but we had fun doing it. It was like an excuse for the two of us to spend like an hour or two a week together and hanging out and drinking beer. Um, but then uh, yeah, time went on and years went by, and I was kind of like. I got into craft beer so heavily around like 2012, 2013, and was kind of like, man, I'd like to. There's somebody needs to tell the stories of these people because they like kind of go into these tap rooms and meet some brewers, meet some people that own these shops, and they get these interesting stories of like why they started them or how they started or what they used to do or what they're still doing while they're doing this. So I thought that was kind of fascinating to me, and I was like, somebody should tell those stories. Um, listen to Joe Rogan a lot. This is Joe Rogan. Like this whole he's podcast, got a great podcast. Kinda, yeah, it's kind of modeled after his his kind of you know he's dealing with more intellectuals and athletes and stuff and MMA fighters and that. But but uh, the whole premise of just like an open format conversation, unedited, kind of raw, like just giving two to three hours to, to just kind of really dice around a subject, you know, just kind of like really flesh out a subject was kind of the idea behind it. So I just tried it, you know, just said. Iron and Glass, I was sitting there talking to their owner, Eric uh, Schitz, and he was like, yeah, I used to work for Goodwill, and I was like a store manager at Walmart, and it was like a nightmare, and, and he ended up meeting his partner, Colt, and you know the fam- the, their families would drink beer together, and they would kind of joke about do- starting a business, and then boom, now they, they have a very successful you know, bottle shop out in Romeoville at Iron and Glass, and they were the first episode, so that's kind of how I got into it. It's awesome that you do that, and it's working so far. That authentic format, yeah, you know, definitely. I think that's what people people, people value. People that. Like, you need to cut that down. You need to cut cut your episodes down. Ah. Like, I know, but it's like it's what I like. I don't know. It's what I, what I do right now. That's your that's your part of your identity. Trying average Joes. Average Joes. Well, I feel like it's time. grown since you've been here. Oh yeah, so. it's grown huge. I mean, well, the operatives. I mean, just the members here at Crafted have been, you know, really helpful and just kind of yeah. spreading the word and listening themselves and getting up, you know, like talking to their friends about it. But now, you know, it's it went from like I'd hear one person would be like, "Oh, I listened to an episode," or you know, they'd message me about something, and I'd be like, "Whoa, this is fucking crazy!" Like some like one person's listening, and now I can go to like a beer fest or a beer event and talk to like fifty people that listen have listened to it or cite things from a specific show it's like come along it's come a long way i mean it's still nowhere near big you know it's still like very niche and very small but it feels pretty cool to kind of like go to any bottle release and have dudes be like oh my god i listened to this episode and you said this and i'm like holy shit still blows my mind every time somebody says they listen to it you know yeah what kind of beer you said you brought this in the beer so what beer you drank you're like holy shit this is what craft beer can be oh and what 
has brought you into the craft beer market? Hmm. I know for me, that's a bolt. That's like, a yeah. A bold give me an question. example. Yeah, give me an example of like. What? I mean, you can you can variety it. And you heard like Jake. a lot of, you know, Gumball Head is you mm-hmm. know what kind of cracked the skull of it, I guess. Um, but Gumball me, Head was for me too, like one of the ones that it was the beer that kind of started my uh, my hunting, like my like real like go after it and get it, uh, like where I like fuck it, I'm driving a monster today. They got the Gumball Head cases. I'm gonna go. Yep. But my mom and dad are leaving. I love you guys. Mom Bye, guys. Such a chaos chaos <laughs> type day right now. Who knows? This podcast is going to be <laughs> nonsense. Um, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, like Gumball Head was one of those beers. Like, I was already into it. I think I told them earlier because they were like, what beer got you started? Um, for me, I think, like, Spotted Cow was one of those ones that somebody gave me. And I was like, I drink Coors Light or whatever it was. So, what do I what do I want this for? And then I had uh, the Spotted Cow. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can can bear this as a cream ale but then the real start was Lagunitas I think I think Lagunitas is uh, IPA and then um, shit their Pilsner was one of the first crafty, crafty beers I had before they opened up the facility out in Pilsen um, but yeah they, they kind of got me rolling and then uh, you know Goose Island with uh, 312 in um, uh, Bourbon County like my, my buddy Kyle was always into Bourbon County for years before I was even into craft beer what about Revolution did they make a play in your early yeah, days I mean, like Rev was part of the early days but Rev was part of, like Rev was kind of one of those things was like oh people you know I figured that out after I had Lagunitas or something and then I was like oh now this anti-hero seems to be at every restaurant you know and then so I dabbled into that and that's when I started to like really form that hoppy palate you know it was kind of like just aggressive, aggressive, bitter hops. That was like all I wanted to drink. And then like the real first jump start was anything Three Floyds was doing was like, that's it. I would go out there for permanent funeral, for space station middle finger, um, dreadnought, like anything that was just aggressively hopped. Zombie dust obviously was was the kind of main driver. But uh, yeah, that was kind of like that first stage. I don't know. Everybody goes through that, you know, kind of build up as a craft beer guy. Mm-hmm. But that was part of my my kind of build up right there. Gumball Head, Zombie Dust, the big bombers from uh, Three Floyds in 2014 or so. That's when I really started to get yeah. into it. I'd say like Goose Island. You know, you you drink a prop for 13, prop 14, and you're like, this is what beer can be. Yeah, so. I think my first Goose Island, like, or first Bourbon County was, like, plain old 2014. I think that was, like, the first time. Maybe 2012. I can't remember. Somebody gave me one, and I, I didn't even know yet. You know, I was like, this is weird, but, like, yeah. awesome so you said at the you same got time. In, you got in at, like, around 2012, 2013. Yeah, I would say so. It, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but in retrospect, it, it's approaching 10 years ago Yeah. now. It's, it's on the back end of Beer's 10 years. Beer's changed so much. Beer's yeah changed tremendously even over the last two years it's yeah. like an accelerated timeline so you know there's definitely people that have been in a lot longer than i have and know a lot more than i do but sure. it's like the timeline the stuff that's happened in those eight years or whatever the six years that have passed has been crazy the roller coaster it's been on you know no you guys it's, just it's give something me it's something yeah. crazy no it's it, it's awesome it's something crazy to see yeah, it's just, just wild the evolution of it. Yeah, it's wild to think like uh, Daisy Cutter was just like this this fucking state, and it still is a great beer. Don't get me wrong, but it's like nowadays it's found at your local Jewel, you know, your any grocery store you can go to. Uh, these these brands like Half Acre have built this thing. It's a uh, so 
weird story. Like I just my my son is six years old, and I just bought him his first uh, skateboard recently. And uh, the owners of that skateboard shop sold my brother and myself my, our first skateboards, and like their son took over the business years and years ago. He's like now forty-one years old or something, and he's helping my kid out with his skateboard. And uh, he he made a comment about you know I told him like oh yeah I used to wear like a lot of DCs and stuff uh, the the shoe brands and the the clothing brands and he was trying to explain to me he's like he's like uh, shoes and clothing and skateboarding are weird now because. Now, if you you were big, and uh, now you're popular, and if you started small, now you're not popular. And I was like, "What does that mean?" He's like, "Well, Nike and New Balance are like the hottest thing in skateboarding now, but but DC and like the big skateboard brands from my childhood are now kind of like sellouts. You know, they're like so it's kind of like this weird like Goose Island was like, like the this cheesy brands. OG like everybody fucking loved Goose Island and they started it Three Floyds." Now Three Floyds and Goose Island have kind of got taken pushed back by these little local kind of, you know, so it's like this opposite thing where, you know, when you, you were too big and now, you know, now you're amazing uh, in skateboarding where it's the opposite now. When you used to be big, now you're kind of like pushed back by these local smaller breweries. I don't know. Did that make sense to anyone? That's I feel like I just rambled. I feel on like I now. follow you, but it was like an Nike and New Balance are, are such over. bigger brands. Right, it's, it's like an it's opposite like, thing. Yeah. And so no, because I'm right there with you with a DC. I used to wear DC shoes. Right. I, Danny I mean, Ways I was all day. Equal, equally, uh, on, on the same plane as you in terms of the brands, but uh, I think it's. I, I think the point you're trying to get at is that it it's almost like a, a play of the smaller the better. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like the consumer like pushes so far one way, they they come back. So it's like you know you you push a thing way too far to one side, and then you want to like start over again as a consumer. So it's like the opposite happened yeah. in skateboarding shoes. It was like DC was was this cool hot brand when I was a kid, and now it's kind of a sellout because it got big. Whereas Nike was always big, and now they're the hot shit because. Because they're new to skateboarding, and but you know. they never had a play in skateboarding before. Early, at least right. when we right, were it's like a new younger. thing for them. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is weird. You probably have to try to balance that mm-hmm. with a bottle shop. Is you have to have the old brands and the new brands, and some places don't even distribute. So you got to kind of yeah. work that into there and kind of work it out for you guys. Well, that's the that's the one thing that I as much knowledge as I've built up over the last few years about beer and. Uh, and the craft beer scene, the local scene, and, and you know, I still haven't put my head around the trade market and the secondary market. It's something I don't get into too much. But being at the bottle shop, I see like the fruits of the labor of the people that do get into it. People that are shipping stuff around the country and, and getting back bottles. Like, do you guys dabble in that stuff? Do you guys get into, you know, mailing beer out or trading for beer or paying for secondary value on beer? I did for a while, and then I, I realized that there was just too much good beer here to pass up on. And, I you know, I'm all about trades, but if it's if it's worth it for me, uh, it, 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 it really just depends. It, it depends on how bad I want that beer or how bad I want, want to try that brand or, you know, what have you. But there's so much great beer here in Chicago and Chicagoland that it's hard to, it's hard to justify sending eight hot butchers over to <laughs> yeah. California for a single bottle of yeah. Yeah. bottle logic or whatever, whatever it is, you know, it, it really depends. So yeah. and I can think I've kind of felt like I, I dabble in a little bit, but it's more like equal value. Um, if it's close enough, yeah. I, I mean, I'll go there. I kind of want that experience. 
Um, I love I'm looking at Brady as, as a 450 North. I mean, I've yeah. driven there a couple times that, you know, it's it's close enough. I don't need to, you know, pay the $10 a can type yeah. of idea. But, oh, shit. Um, at least I feel like I want that experience a little bit. It's definitely changed in the two times I've went. Talk so. about an accelerated timeline. We talked about it in Big Picture of Beer. Talking about just 450 North. Yeah. Like I mean, I went with the accelerated timeline there on. Yeah. I went October of it's last crazy. year and it was... I showed up at 11, got everything, full allotment, no big deal. Went April and ended up getting there at like 6 o'clock their time. So leaving Chicago time, 2 a.m. and ended up at 170. Yeah. It's just insane. It's blown up. 169 and 170. You and Tim sent me the pictures. I remember that. Yeah. The, the it's, wristbands. It's changed. Like you said, it's, it's just craft beer markets changed so much. It's hilarious. It's man. changed. You want to, this is what, like one of the biggest topics of craft beer that I love to talk about is how big of an effect do you think that the evolution of the internet and social media has had on the beer industry? I think it's, it's like the determining factor as to whether or not a lot of brands in this oversaturated market are going to sell beer or not because you look at these crazy labels and you know how many people are posting about it and it actually does make a difference yeah i think their label is on point their labels are probably the best out there 450 yeah oh 450's labels are great it's all it's all about simplicity you know colors but easy to read nothing's too cluttered that's something that speaks to people yeah consistency yeah you know, and the funny thing is, we talk about that, and I think all three of us are on the same page with our thoughts on on how we feel about their their labels in particular. And I have heard people and podcasts and, and and other things be like, they're so like shitty labels, and they're like cartoony, and they're like really like not creative. And I'm like, I, I, don't know, I think they're kind of nailing it with what they're yeah, doing. I think it's the opposite actually. Uh-huh. They're bright, vibrant, you, stayed yeah. out on a shelf if they had to be on a shelf. But they're never going to be on a shelf. No. That's the other thing. That, yeah, if you know. line up in your head your own personal top 10 brands or top 20 brands that you can think of, how many of those brands are creating labels with mostly negative space and a centralized graphic with, with very organized, easy to read uh, colors so it's not too cluttered to the to the eye, the average eye. I mean, that, those are the brands that you recognize as brands that are probably pumping out good liquid because you associate. I mean, you look at Hot Butcher. Their their uh, their labels are simplistic. They're I mean they're definitely creative and there's a centralized graphic, but they fit that kind of mold where it's you know, the, the it's same uniform. but different every time. They're right, the same exactly. But different. Exactly. Right. It's exactly. This feeling they're they're quintessentially theirs. Salamoth. Man, they're you know it's a Salamoth beer. Right. Problem with Salamoth is that they they sometimes the names of their beers get lost and like the over creative, like over artsy, like tattoo par- right. like high end tattoo parlor kind of art uh, that they do. It's like they're beautiful, but then you're like, shit, what what's this beer called? You have to like keep right. spinning. You got to turn it around a couple yeah. times to see what it. What you kind of think it's like Salamoth probably started way before 450. Oh yeah, and, dude. And accelerated timelines. Did you think that 450 kind of blew up in in terms of? I mean, Salamoth has been 2014, 15 around at least. From all, from all accounts, for people that had anything, the early days of 450 were nightmarish. They were not good liquid. They oh, were, sure. you know, uh, they they figured it out. They didn't do hazy IPAs, obviously, because nobody else was, you know, nobody else did. But when they got that, when they hit that stride a couple years ago, you know, a year and a half ago, their IPAs that kind of got them started. Mm-hmm. And then they started to test this little slushy thing the they slushies. do, and then that's. Yeah. 
talk about that thing. People don't even give a shit about the IPAs anymore. They're like, just give me those slushies, dude. Like that's all that people want now. Well, think about a couple years ago and how many brands knew how to make a a good solid hazy. It was none. (laughs) Right, little little to none. And now uh, everybody understands the concept of biotransformation. So a lot of brands can pump out a good hazy. Now they're on to the next thing, which would be, in 450's cases, slushies, which people are f- fawning over. I'm still a sucker for their IPAs, though. I think people have kind of lost them. Like, I had Kitty Pool last night, and I fucking loved it. I thought yeah, it was great. That I had Triple yeah. Citra Nuggets a couple days ago. Loved it. Like, they're, they're, they're great. People give them the green label a lot. It's because they put, like, 13 pounds per barrel in some of those things and hops. It's outlandish what they're doing. Uh, Crazy. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm not saying it's a great business model. <laughs> But you know, it's uh, it's something that that's that's funny that, that it, it's still working. The, the stouts have been hit or miss, I think, for them. But right, my you guys yeah, agree with I would me agree. on that. Like, I actually haven't had ones, any of their stouts. So like really? Waffle Tower and uh, French Toast Sticks. Yeah. Uh, what else has been recent? They just had the. Super. I haven't tried the two times one yet. The, was it the Oreo? Is that the Oreo they just did recently? They recently cookies did and cream. Cream, yeah. Yeah, cookies and cream, yeah. And Brady, specifically you, something that I always uh, admire about you is like your understanding and your focus on the marketing side. I mean, like you always get it. Like it's, you, it's huge. Like even just talk, like you using vocabulary like negative space versus you know like the stuff that a lot of people aren't thinking about. Like right, exactly. you have a good grasp of that. Something I lack big time is like the kind of the theory of it. You know, the theory of the marketing. So I like to hear you kind of talk about that a little bit. I'm obsessed with the business side of the beer industry and uh, a lot of people don't give, I feel like, don't give enough credit to that side of the industry for the brands out there that are just absolutely killing it. Look at their look at their social media, look at their Instagram, look at their Facebook, look at what they're doing. If they're being creative with what they're putting out there, then that's a telltale sign of a brand that's gonna have longevity in the industry in such an oversaturated market. You, I mean, if you wanna tell who's, if, if you wanna understand who is a top player, look at their labels, look at their social media, look at what they're doing online because that's the only way to market your product if you're a low budget smaller independent brewer these days i mean it's absolutely free everybody has a smartphone everybody's got one of these right Mm -hmm. it's it's absolutely free to to market your product online and there's tons of other great brewers that are not taking advantage of that and that's what kills me yeah i'll i'll say somebody that's taking advantage of it is like you say sean burns or i think going back to kind of 450 North and, and all that is you related back. I think he was ahead of the game of fruited and, and slushy style, smoothie style, you know, beers that, you know, it was like you can bring this and you can go not feel bad getting yourself a hazy IPA, but you can bring something back for the wife. And yeah. now it's become everybody wants it. Sean was definitely on that over-fruited kind of over-the-top Berliner or, or like sour ale or like almost like a wheat ale even. Uh, some of them just like smoothie basically but even sean was like short-sighted in the fact that not not pumping one up to eight percent like yeah. you know slushy xl like, like 450 just threw the threw the book out they were like fuck it we're just gonna go we're just gonna do this you know and then you just think about his label labeling like curvature is is on point i think in my point yeah they went it's with the, the most how do you mean slice you know? oh the oh curvature from phase three from yeah. phase three yeah. yeah so sean's got at least that labeling down point 
So right. the, the, a no. lot of that credit should go to go to Brittany, Sean's wife, Brittany Burns. She Brittany does, does the marketing. She yeah. does the most beautiful on the graphic side. Like she brings like the elegance and that touch, that touch of like graphic design to it. Whereas you know, that's a good play for them to set themselves apart from the current market of you know like let's say 450 and Hot Butcher are like these kind of aggressive like art styles like you know, that scratch board for Hot Butcher and that kind of cartoony like obvious colorful 450 art you know whereas they're trying to do like understated elegant like we got to do something to make us different from what's out there right now but also consistent and kind of like you know what you're you know what you're getting when you see phase three that's the kind of can i'm gonna see the word that i think of when i think of phase three is contrast and what i mean by that is you look at their actual logo so it's it's a cursive writing right but if you look at all the names of their beers and the the graphics in their beers, it's very concise, very uh, almost borderline mathematical yes. in all the names of their beers. So it contrasts the actual branding that they have as Phase 3 with the, that cursive lettering. I don't know. I think it's great. It's very well thought out. It's, it's interesting. It's very pleasing to the eye to look at. And the liquid is, of course, great. Like, like if I had to, like if I had to train, like if my wife and I were looking at like picking out tile and like remodeling a room in the house, like I'd want the phase three version versus like the hot butcher version, which doesn't mean you know doesn't mean anything like for the beer or anything. But you don't understand what I'm saying, like right, like that looks aesthetically like, speaking. It's got this clean like like it's it'd be the one that we'd both be able to be like, all right, we'll go with that. It's more it's modern. Like, like, yeah, I might lines. pick the hot butcher one. And be like this fucking cool dude, like right. rocks and there's like this fucking legs on this like cash register. It's like you know like Mellotron. Like right. it's just like these really creative goofy things where your wife would be like. Honey, we can't have that in the baby's room. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, we'll go to the phase three. Like, nice, clean, elegant, nice lines to it, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a, a, a juxtaposition to like some of the stuff you're seeing out there. But again, we're talking about marketing. How much marketing do products like Hot Butcher and 450 and Phase Three have to do because their stuff is made and then it's sold and it's gone? Like that, right? Like, not you know? not much at all. Although, if you look at uh, Hot Butcher's posts, they're very well worded. Um, I don't know who does it if it's Jude or I'm, I, I I think it is. They're you probably both, know better. Jeremiah than Jeremiah and Jude both have like super creative minds for like wordplay and yeah, no, that, it's know. it's absolutely great, and that makes a difference as well. Is that that wordplay because people actually do read that stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And for some people, it's too much, and some people, it's like that's right on. Like, man, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> you know, right? They they say things that you're like, oh yeah, that totally feels like the beer that they're selling me right now. Like, makes makes kind of a bunch of sense. Right. I don't yeah. know. Did we just die? Did we just we all just went quiet for a second. Like, it's all right. I was I was waiting for you guys to go <laughs> elsewhere with it, but uh, after marketing, it's kind of hard to yeah. You gotta kind of jump branch into off else. into something else. Um, so I'm looking over Brady's shoulder right now at Moji, and Moji runs like one of the the best. Uh, he was the creator, I believe, and the admin of Seabot, uh, the Chicago Beer Trade Boards. I mean, that oh, secondary really? market to me is just like so complicated. It's so it's crazy. It's so aggressive. There's so much like very, animosity. Very I feel like too. It's like everybody wants to win. Um, I never had like OG trade partners. Like I was always drink just drinking Chicago beer. And I see like a lot of the trend now is like I don't trade for hops anymore, which I think is a lie. People say people post that they don't trade for hops, and then they post like Trillium the next day. Like, I'll check out all these hops I got from from the East Coast, you know, because Chicago does have some really good hops right now. But sure. but uh, I mean to watch like 
some from the outside looking in, uh, Jake, you talked about trading. Like, uh, I'm sure you probably have some friends, like some people that you trust that you've been sending stuff back and forth with for a number of years. Or yeah, and I th- I think for me it was more so it became more of a friendship and not this whole like secondary market aspect. Um, I mean, I have a I have a buddy in Florida that I I became friends with, and and it was more so. It's more so. Sorry, his, his I lost headphones, my headphones are popping out of his face. No, I can't hear myself. Um, I ended up meeting one guy at like an angry chair line two years ago, and then we've kind of kept the relationship where we've been talking, and and he sends me beer, we send be- beer back and forth, and and I think that was more of the aspect for me is I'd rather have it be like, you know, no one feels bad, like you said, everybody's trying to win, and from my aspect, like. it seems like if I'm going to trade with one of the guys, I, a coworker I have on the East Coast. Uh, it's going to be all equal, and he's going to get what he wants, and I'm going to get what I want. And right. so, rather you just than want some thick stouts, yeah. a couple of C's, a couple of C's in there, thick, it's angry crazy. chair stouts. It's a crazy. It, the secondary market is absolutely nuts. I mean, some people are paying their rent off of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like the a lifestyle. Traders, you yeah. end up seeing. I mean, beer it's, is that's about like employment for some people, right? Yeah. Beer is about uh, the the gathering of people. It's been a social connector for thousands of years. It's a hobby now. It's now it's not only a hobby; it's a, a borderline trying to get more job. Yeah, you know. But you meet a lot of friends, and I mean, you meet a variety of people. So I talked to a bunch of people that like they're they they no shame in it. They're like, yeah, fucking sit outside the little exit area, Dark Lord, and I'm like, hey, I'll give you five more bucks for that Hanji, you know, whatever. Like, I'm gonna flip this thing basically, or I'm gonna razzle it off, or you know, that's the other thing. Cool. Got the razzle market and all that. To me, it makes me cringe personally, but I have no judgment against the people that do it. Like, that's what that's what the market fucking bears. That's what it bears. I mean, if you want to do it, do it. I think it's not something I'm ever gonna do i don't think i don't think i'd ever do that like, no i don't think so either i mean because we're look, i mean we're, we're sitting in crafted right now on a friday afternoon at like what four o'clock something like that it's like these are the people that you want to open those cans and those bottles for to, to share like, yeah to share yeah. share swing your dick around love, a little man. bit you want to show me like check out what i got motherfucker like you know that well, kind I th- of thing i think that uh that whole secondary market has made it where i have a, cr- a seller now you know yeah it's like I bought that bottle for $35. I haven't paid secondary market of, say, like a, a barrel-aged cupcake or something like that that's sitting at $300. I don't see the value as that, so I'd rather share out with I want to drink a bunch of guys that so are enjoying bad. it at $35 <laughs> right. for me. It's like a 4.8 on untap. It's yeah. so crazy. I think for certain people, it's more pleasing to, to see the expression on a friend's face over sharing something that you think is good as opposed to pawning off that bottle and saying, here you go, fucker, give me your money. You take this beer that I waited only an hour for or whatever it is. You know, yeah. I, I think it's... Yeah. I would agree with you. And I kind of laugh about that with, like, bottle shares is, is I had a buddy that was first time coming out to meet me and my buddy Tim, and he said, we need a $50 minimum of your bottle, aftermarket, whatever it is. And, and I said, okay, you can come here. I don't, I don't really care about secondary market. I mean, it is what it is. And so Tim brought an adjunct trail. I popped a DB Mm. pop, and I said, you know, we're at $150. You brought your $50 bottle. We don't care. Yeah. Like, this cost us $25, $30. That's what the value is to me. So, Like I said, the the value is in sharing and seeing that expression on your your friend's face or whoever it is. 
that you know they enjoyed what you enjoyed as well you say hey try this this is fucking delicious and they say oh yeah it is delicious yeah good job nice find or you know whatever it is Uh, i think that's for the the real craft beer lovers the people that love this because of the liquid they love it because of the the industry and the people that's what you get out of it and that's what those people value i think those people are less heartbroken less less animosity i guess against all these people is that you know you're like as long as you like it and you you tried something new that you would never have i'm pretty content you see it though man there's a bunch of dick swingers out there there's a bunch of people that will dick swingers. They'll, do, they'll do it right at the fucking they'll do it right at the bottle share too they're like that dude only brought like a fucking uh you know straight barrel aged lad like what the fuck you know i brought i brought the adjunct trail with me like this yep. dude just brought that like it's such a like a toxic environment you know like, like anything can do that any hobby can present that you know sure, sure. and this is this is no uh, different than anything else but uh, but i'm seeing stuff like in tr- like trade partners you know like you talk about you you build these relationships in like certain areas and it's like i send you my best you send me your best or like you know what's good around here that and now it's turned into this thing like you know you know people don't send like a bonus beer anymore people aren't sending like thank you beers anymore you know like everything is so like dollar for dollar did i win this did you win this like it's so like obsessive and, and weird uh from what i can tell just want to go like enjoying listening to people's conversations about it you know uh, do you guys see that too or do you kind of extract yourself in that situation i would say i, yeah, I, I don't see, see it. it sorry I, I don't see it as much just with the people i go with and that's more so because like i've had a guy that's like you know i'll send you a juice pants or i'll a juice machine and i'll send you you know a triple j or something like that that i don't expect anything crazy but i really want to try chicago hops or i want to really want to try like a, a Vlad coconut, or I really want to try something that's, you know, it's easier for me to get, harder for him, and vice versa. Because yeah. he's like, Juice Machine's been two cans, but it's been two cans for four yeah. days where yeah. he can drive up there and go get it as much as he wants, bring so the you, wife. So you dissociate yourself from the, the people that are on the opposite end that are just trying to I mean, I watch win. it. You know, I'm on trade groups, and it is what it is. Try to surround yourself with good people is what you're saying, you know. Yeah, you kind of yeah, just want to understand. And like, how the hell do people find partners now, though? Like, it's so, like, I'd love to have somebody, like, in Nashville. I have a thing for bearded iris and southern grist, but I don't even know how to fucking start the process, you know? Like, where, where do you even go now? Like, how do you find somebody that's decent enough? Like, Tom DeMana hooked me up with uh, Tom, one of our regulars who was on earlier. Uh, he hooked me up with some lady he knows, Lorena, out in uh, uh, Florida, to get me some Hidden Springs stuff that I wanted to try. So she sent me eight Hidden Springs, and I was all excited. Like, she's like, yeah, I'll send him eight. So he sends me eight, phase three, hot butcher, more. So I got excited. I sent her, like, 12 cans. I was like, oh, man, she's got to try this. she got to try this. Like, I'm not going to get to this one. Like, I have so many hops in my fridge. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, you know, she sends me, like, exactly eight. Nothing wrong with that. Like she, she agreed to send those things. You know that's, and that's fine. But it's like you think, you think. I don't know. I was just so excited to send her some hops. You know, I hope that there's still people like that out there. You know, to kind of just showcase your your market almost. Yeah. And just from yeah. my experience, I would say that's kind of how I've made my connections. Is I've went out to Hunapude and and stood in lines and and I I woke up to one text at one point. It was like, hey, I got this fudge bucket, twenty bucks, and I send it to you. You pay your label. Like he's like, I just got extras. I bought what the the cost was, and I'll send it to you. And I think that's like kind of my gist of it is that we see people around us 
that are like that. And I think the people waiting in lines is maybe you're going to get 25% of the people that are looking to make the money or make make a quick buck. But yeah, in mabes. theory, it's, <laughs> you're not going to see that all the time. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like completely... It's completely hit or miss now. It feels like from what I mean. I don't. I feel like I'm, I'm that talking about like Brando the over there. Yeah, it's Brando. We got workforce brewing in the house. We had Brandon Banbury and Steve Miller from Hill. I'll be there earlier. on Sunday. Yeah. What's going on on Sunday? Anything good? You got uh, sitting down with uh, oh, John. Doing, are you doing? Oh, you, um, no, no, John not Brand? with him. Uh, no, John uh, Bitterman. Oh no shit. That's yeah. that's the guy you want to talk to. Everybody should talk to John Brand, or John Bitterman. You should. Uh, Actually, you should tell him to bring Terry in, too. Terry's our, our can guy here. But oh, he really? just collects 16-ounce American cans. But him and Bitterman are buds. They, 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 he, he usually uh, comes here to buy Bitterman some extra cans if he needs something. And I live right there, so I just drop them off to him. Bitterman's right by me. So John Bitterman uh, hit me up after Ultra Fresh and, was, and said, Hey, if you don't mind parting ways with your uh, Ultra Fresh glass... You know, we can uh, sit down and do the podcast that you uh, you wanted to do because I mentioned it to him uh, a couple months back. I'm like, yeah, you know, that sounds cool. Uh, his glass collection is he's outlandish. Stupid. He's an outlandish human being. It's yeah. Yes. You you said Sunday. Sunday. Oh, yeah. Part. What time are you sitting now? Right? We are going about around five o'clock. Okay. Damn it! We got a family party at my house. We're hosting. I was You're gonna show up? Be, yeah. You know, do a surprise. Uh, it's not that far from me. Uh, it's like ten minute drive for me over. If to you can make it up there, you're I love more than John welcome. Better, man. It's my guy. You're more than welcome. We'll be at uh, Metal Monkey uh, Artisan Fest earlier yeah, that yeah. day as well. Yeah, I put in. I've been uh, doing an ad at the beginning of the podcast for 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 John Beat uh, Beat Street uh, Beat Streets. So yeah. So the last couple episodes have had little uh, bumpers for that. I think I actually mentioned you in a couple of them too for Shy Beer Guy for your stuff. Yeah. Oh my man. You said you were going to be there. Oh man, this popular guy uh, shouting me out. Look at this guy. I love you guys, man. It's um, friends, right? What's that? It's friends. It's like well, that's trade what, group that's my guys. Thought. It's, I guess you know? it's like it's it's like okay. So ideally, when I got into all this stuff, I always thought of like I always watched like these collabs and these brewers working together, and I just I just love that whole camaraderie and the, and the you know the kind of working together thing. And I know it's changed over time. There's so many breweries opening. It's like it's hard for all these guys to know everybody like they used to. It used to be like if you own a brewery, you knew everybody at the other brewery. Now it's like you regionally know everybody. You know a little bit about the other guys and the different burbs in the city and all that, but. I was always something I loved about it, so I thought, you know, like media-wise, I'm doing like podcasts and like Brady right off the bat with Shy Beer Guy. He and I always got along. We we love doing that stuff. I listen to ABV Chicago regularly. I listen to Mocha Tour, you know, DDB, you know, the Don't Drink Beer stuff. Like, I try to support all the media outlets because the more education and the more shit I can learn about beer or stories I can hear about, I feel like that's better for everybody. It's the best. Yeah, it's like, and you know, you never want to hear a brewery be like want to like wish another brewery you know demise so it's like most of them seem to think you're good that means we're going to be good and everybody can lift each other up when they're when they're close you know that that rising tides you know type type idea versus like the famine mentality where it's like there's not enough for all of us mm-hmm. soon enough it's going to get there because there's a lot of fucking breweries out here now but there's a, also a lot of uh, on the opposite end there's also a lot of people that uh, don't know about or don't drink craft beer that can be converted brought under the tent yeah people don't worry about your waistlines just uh <laughs> just keep drinking the good shit is there anything else you guys want to want to throw out i mean i think it's supposed to be interview joe time but i think we just turned it into a nice discussion instead it's all right let's go have some joe. beer let's go talk to brando let's yeah. do it
Cheers, right, guys. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks. What are we doing here? All right. So now, now, now we're rolling again. So we get some, we get some more special guests. Just real quick, I want to say happy like birthday this. to Joe Bobby. <laughs> That is false. Yeah. I kind of feel like this didn't go the way I thought it would go. Like I thought a lot of people would ask you questions, but I feel like you. No, nah, I ended up interviewing questions. everybody. I'm pretty sure that's how. It went. And this guy's an award-winning journalist, right? Like obviously, like the sexual overload for me today between Brandon and Steve in the in the bike shorts and the tightness yeah. of the pit yeah, vipers, yeah, and now Evan awesome. rolls. I brought in a like, Hawaiian. That's yeah. that's I mean, all. I feel that's... like we've seen him in this sort of but motif. Yes, before. we did him in Miami. Yes. Oh, in Miami. Miami. Yes, yes. But it wasn't this exact shirt. But it was like. Definitely had the chest here, but it, there was a more button. It's the meat. He's got I, the meat hanging yeah. out a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's got a little bit of the meat hanging out. Face three is making me go bald on the chest and the head, actually, yeah. which is a weird thing. I didn't yeah. think that would happen. I put my balls on his chest and head for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, what? What were we talking That about? was, uh, oh. I was going to the sexual reference slide. Right, okay. That one was a little. <laughs> okay. It got, it got blatant there <laughs> yeah. for a second. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, were just, we just started rolling. We're like, we should probably record this. So we're right. yeah. What are we so, doing? We were, so talking we're, just, about we were just talking about how Face three is now a lager brewery exclusively. And that's what they do. Yeah. Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah. So Bad we got for the brand. Take, well, we were talking about who's the uh, Denver asked who the idea person was, and I said we all are at different times. Tell really what happened. Yeah, like, right? That's really the truth. Uh, yeah. What we were talking about was uh, uh, Sean had a good marketing idea. Normally, that's who like is more, Sean? Sean. I don't even. I don't uh, Sean heard. with a W. Sean with a W. Okay. Sean with a yeah. Sean with a W. That no, really Sean, irritates Sean him when U. people like Sean misspell his U. name. Yeah, yeah. It's very pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it does. Listen, when people uh, ask you your name, you know what's your name? Is, is it like the state? No, it's like the city. Sorry. Yeah. Den- yeah. Yeah. Right. Denver. Yeah. I love Denver. that. That's awesome. You get, I get that? that a lot. Yeah, dude. Really? I lo- and how do you spell worker? People come in there and they're like, they're like, is is Colorado working today? Is Colorado here today? (laughs) Nice. We're calling you Mile High. You are kind of tall. I am. Do do any of you guys have a have a fucking sign of yourself? That, yeah, know. talk about pretentious. There's actually, a character of you. Can you imagine <laughs> the amount of tourism this place is going right. to see now? Uh, a lot of people get from a Indiana. picture with the average Joe sign. Like <laughs> yeah. no big deal. I didn't like, actually okay. finish this. Yeah, the wall. Cool. It actually says the wall of shame, and then it's got Joe's picture. That's gonna, true, you're yeah. gonna like He's create lying. a little gift shop on the way out that they have to exit through. Uh, yeah, it yeah. just has a bunch of average <laughs> Joe memorabilia. <laughs> we just funnel. We funnel yeah. people. Why are these little average Joe keychains that have all these different names on it? Yes. Yeah. Collectors items. Empty uh, cans of his natter days. I thought the drawstring <laughs> dolls were like pretty tasteful. Yeah. <laughs> they said things like, "Hey, yeah. welcome to Average Joe's." Yeah. You guys gonna have that gun for Phase Three? That's our collab beer right there. He's already he's already plugging a collab beer. I was wondering how long it was gonna take. Thirty seconds. Way to go, Joe. this is why this is why we're celebrating you today. Like reggaeton is like a it's not a lifestyle, dude. It's not like a reggaeton. 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 Lifestyle. It's not like a fucking. It's not like a choice. Not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. That is true. So what was the weirdest question you were asked today? God damn it. See, that's the weirdest question I was asking. <laughs> yeah, you know, leave it up to Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the MVP today for sure was uh, was Vince. Vince Ray. He, he sat he down. Good. He he was like so journalistic about it too, good. and not like not like corny journalistic. Yeah. He was like he was like Joe. If you had a magic wand and you could just wave it, what what beer style would you eliminate? <laughs> that was I exactly was like, what? It. That was like this mind dude, fucking blown. Yeah. Yeah. He's got skills beyond yeah, him. You just take everything good. off and walk away. I, I was like, all right, why am I, why am I hosting? What did Jake ask you? What was a good question? What did Jake give you? Jake gave me like the Chris Farley interview. Like, the, remember that time? 
Remember that time you guys did? That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jake, Jake was awesome. Jake had, a, Jake had a good time. And then, you know, Brady was sitting with him, too, so it helped him kind of, like, get a little more to his conversation. We were we were talking a lot about the secondary market and hype stuff and, uh, and like, the the, uh, the the crazy roller coaster of craft beer for, like, uh, like these little time spurts. Yeah. You know, thinking about, like, when I first started getting into it, heavy, and then how what, what type of accelerated timeline craft beer has been on, like, how fast it's, it's been changing over the years. It's crazy. Yeah, so we, we got we got pretty deep on that, and then we went like super deep and specific. Like, talk about that trajectory and that timeline, and then apply that directly to 450 Brewing, 450 North, and think about yeah. like where they where they started, and then where like Their all round. of a sudden just boom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just banana. See a sandwich. lot of that all over the country, really. Which is we talked about fun. the dude that used to brew over at like uh, more brewing a little bit. He used to do like that fruited series and stuff. And yeah, we I'd talked like to about see him like do some of that stuff. Yeah. Like, like the foresight that Sean had for, for like for the fruited series and like the, the IPAs and stuff at, when he was at Ram and all that. We talked a little bit yeah. about that, but then we're like, but like even Sean, like the, the foresight he had for the stouts and, and this fruited and all that, he he was still like kind of pushed. Not, not that he pushed against, but he never jumped into like the eight percent Berliner that was overfruited. You know, like the, yeah, the like the just blow the style out of the water. Like don't even worry about what Berliners were meant to be. Yeah, four percent. You know, like something easy drinking. Even Sean was kind of like, no, nah, I don't know. Is that made a thing? And now it's like. 450 has made a living out of it now. Right. That's, oh, that's 100%. It. It's 10%, crazy to see. 10%, 8%, whatever. Yeah. We're just a new Berliners, chop full of fruit. Like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely been huge. It's been so, I mean, I can't. I got to take advantage while I have Evan sitting here. So, yeah. now that you guys are a <laughs> yeah. lager brewery. We don't uh, make those. I don't lagers? know what to say. <laughs> now that you have a, a lager brewery at Phase <laughs> right. 3 Brewing. So, what, what's uh, what's coming up here, Wayne? Uh, we got some really tingle? cool stuff actually coming up. So I don't like, even know if you guys I, know. I heard guava mm. or something. Yeah, next week is going to be a guava coconut milkshake IPA with nice. our uh, homies at Weldworks. Awesome. And when I say homies, I use that word like very strongly. I love those yeah. guys over there. We have a blast yeah. with them. It makes it's not like we, had a bunch we, of stuff we saw each other at a fest one yeah, time. Yeah, thought, like, our good friends it. over yeah. at. No, you this got a is nice like, shirt. I got yeah. a nice shirt. Let's talk. Yeah. it's more like let's kick it all night. Yeah, Two yeah Patron exactly. shots. Yeah, by the you know? night they're braiding chest. Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Yep, that's <laughs> what's that's your boy's accurate. name over there, Neil? Is that the? I got several boys. I know that's true. So Neil's the head brewer over there, a director of brewing. I kind of. I bust their balls quite a bit because they're like director some, levels. Some, like, yeah, yeah, tight yeah. Shit so, over there. so they're doing a lot of. There's great a brewer stuff. over there that uh, was with um, uh, Wiley, and now he's over Wiley there. Wiley Roots. And, oh, I'm not sure. Jason something. I okay. Even, so he was actually his family actually grew up here. So he was in our shop like our first. Oh, nice. Like December that we were open, and he was like sharing out his stuff. And yeah. That, I didn't realize he actually went over there. So, but yeah, yeah their stuff's killer, man. That's awesome. That yeah, I know, dude. They're, a lot of World Works got popped today for yeah, celebration. Actually, yeah. Tim, yeah. Old Timmy Peters, he, he yeah. was dropping the World Works knowledge on us. Yeah. Um, well, I, mean, I used to enjoy your interactions with your boy over at Well Works. That's Jake, like your counterpart. Yeah, at that yeah, time. yeah. Jake Goodman. Like, he's a, he's, he's a, obviously stuck he's in like awesome. a position where he's just like doing what he's doing now. That you're like a brewer now, and obviously yeah. a lot. <laughs> like your chops are a little bit more. I'm a hose you know? boy. I'm more yeah. of a hose boy. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Yeah. so you've been. Uh, Doing this uh, delivering thing, running around. Yeah. Is it mellowed that's, out? That's your job. Is it, is it yeah. You've been doing this. You've been doing a little bit thing. of everything. Yeah. Is it mellowed out yet? Um, a little bit. Is it? Are you gotten into your groove? Or yeah, that's, he looks that's like funny. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> he looks well, I love to look behind you. Yeah, I feel like. Yes, it's shit. mellowed <laughs> out because you know we know a little bit more of what we're doing. You're starting Obviously, to feel comfortable. Yeah, but but then we we try to make it difficult on ourselves and like well 
ask like Zerg to use another tank or we'll add a couple more accounts and now it just kind of now we got to redo all the routes because we're adding all these new accounts and just trying to be efficient with it so yeah it's definitely getting comfortable uh, but at the same time I feel like we're it's still always a challenge just because especially contract brewing there's just all these variables you know you're not in control of a whole lot so um, there's always just something something going on but back to the beers that we have coming up because oh, I'm really shit. excited about them. Such a professional. Really like Such a professional. Way to bring us back. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let me tie this in real quick. Yes, so we, need to throw we got the guava, coconut, uh, milkshake IPA we talked about. Um, then we'll have an off week after that guy. And then we're going to come back with uh, two different beers dropped at the same time. And that's going to be a West Coast style IPA. Uh, lost in the moment. So super excited for that. That's something we've wanted to do since day one, but just kind of need to work it into the schedule. So love we're happy it. for that. It. Thank God. And All then right. talk to yeah. me. Talk to me real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick. Yeah. Let's go back to your thread. But but why? Where's an off week come from? You guys have been pretty consistent lately of, of like one once a week, one skew, like one drop. Yeah. So pastry, it's out there. What's um, what, what was the motivation we've for had, like the off week or the off week's just how it works with our tanks. So okay. we only have so many tanks and. The brew schedule, most of the beers we brew take between, you know, two and four weeks. So there usually ends up being an off week. Okay. Um, so we did have an off week two weeks ago. You just don't remember it because it was two weeks ago. I mean, but you live life it in wasn't a fast a per- lane, It wasn't a purposeful <laughs> off week, though. It was, it it was wasn't. necessitated. Yes, like, it was. So this was week was supposed to be, or last I thought week it was, was supposed to be. I just thought it was the 4th of July week, yeah. right? Is yeah. Was not the week? Not it was a week after. It was a week after. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you got to respect America. You got to put beer on <laughs> yeah. Yeah. America's birthday. But, yeah, either way, so technically the way our schedule is built right now, we do have an off week every third week. But... Things have been fortunate enough where we can use an extra tank or work it out. Like the Pilsner, that took an off week, you know? Yeah. So things like that happen. Um, but, yeah, so that's why we have an off week is just because of the brewing schedule, not because we need any rest or anything like that. That would be crazy. <laughs> no, yeah, that would just – no. Trust me, I don't know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, who needs what? rest? Yeah, who needs rest? Can you explain that to, like, somebody who may not understand what you guys are doing, contract brewing, you know, St. Laurent, Hot Butcher, Phase 3. Yeah. There's Joe going. Like, You're it, supposed to be flipping this on him. Just, yeah, asking yeah, him questions. yeah but that's like, not what I, I, I can't help he myself. Can't, like, I he just, doesn't know how to answer yeah. questions. That's what it I'm is. I'm thinking about the consumer, the consumer, and I'm thinking, like, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They're yeah. like, what do you mean your tanks? Do you see how he ignored me? What about me? your tanks? Yeah. Like, There's, like, like, a shit ton of tanks, I'm sure. Like I asked him the weirdest question, and he completely blew that off. He asked him. He usually asks a question, like you ask him a question today. So far, he's asked me like three questions to my one question. I, so I'm I a dancer. Damn, he's I can gonna, dance. He does not like. I can dance around it. Like put one foot in front of the other. And I just just which phase three is your favorite shirt? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to crank up the Bob Seger and just. Yeah. <laughs> just that. You're on a roll. Go ahead. But seriously, like for somebody who who's like, I don't get what you're saying. What do you mean they're tank? Like, what does that time frame look like? Like, explain to people like what you're dealing with actually. Like, what what's the physical layout? Like, how many tanks are available? Like, sure. I mean, if you if you just kind of understand the general nature of of the brew house side, the hot side of brewing, the, you have 15 barrels. You can do two turns in that, making yeah. 30 barrels in a day is probably like normal, right? Yeah. You're not doing three turns most days, I and mean, you don't have that kind of manpower. We're, we've done four turns in a day, and we're doing Why? four what? turns What's in a day weird? next. Week? Uh, you know, just how do you guys do four turns in a day? Uh, because it's a really long day. Sounds terrible. Yeah, uh, it's it's sometimes it's a little terrible, but uh, at the same time, we usually have to do that because something else is going on. We want to keep on schedule. We want to keep getting beer to people as fast as we can. So, 
Yeah. So, so I mean, but explain to them like once that beer is done on the hot side, it's going into a fermenter for depending on style. Yeah, exactly. Like, depending on style, anywhere two and a half to four weeks, somewhere in that window. Hey, Joe. So I just want to tell you, thank you. Appreciate everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this over to a couple other people and send them this way. I don't. There you yeah, go. that's fine. Yeah. I'm going. I'm home. just trying to learn about I'm contract I'm go brewing. Go to yeah. uh, restaurant. So oh, you going? I think so. Love think you. So. Thank you, buddy. Yes, yes no problem. You're Denver's the man. Thanks, Dan. Denver's about to go check out Square Roots out in uh, Crown Point, Indiana. I believe it's Crown Point, Valpo, somewhere out oh, there. Oh, it's cool. In Indiana. It's one of our one of our members' uh, restaurants. They just opened like three weeks ago. Nice. It's like impossible to get a table over there. They're freaking nice. killing it right now. It's Grand- awesome. It's a gastro pub. Blowing like, up in Crown Point. Super gastro food. Yeah. It's very cool. I want to go back to Sovereign. Anyway, dude, it's like Sovereign on steroids over Ooh. there. Yeah. Ooh. It's pretty hardcore. Ow. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things I think that gets confusing for people where they're like, Okay, so I don't understand. Like, it's not their brewery. Like, how many tanks? Like, they don't get like one beer goes in one tank. Yeah, that one tank takes ten. Yeah, exactly. 14, two and a half to four, four weeks to make. Right. If you're if you're tasting like yeah. like is it the, did Sean like note or I mean I know you're the expert brewer now. Sean's like well, just kind of like riding your coattails, but but uh, but, but, to is, tell people that. but are they like you know a West Coast takes maybe an extra couple of weeks or something? Yeah. Or? It really it really all just depends on what. Um, what, how the beer is coming along and what we're looking for. So that that's the biggest thing. But at the end of the day, like you said, we have tanks. We have four over there right now that are technically, you know, what our beer goes into. So what, like two of their tanks, or like like, and then like two you guys own. Like, how does that work? Like, there's ownership involved. Or yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's, it's kind of complicated. Yeah, it's kind of complicated. Yeah, it's a mis- yeah, it's a okay. mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like you're like trying to script the TTP <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. You're like, oh. I have the TTBs listen to this. I gotta really tighten this. No, shit yeah, up. we have a really good deal worked out with them, where there's some leeway and and how it all goes down, yeah. and and uh, and it's worked out really well for us so far. They've been awesome, awesome landlords, if you will, or Land- friends, roommates. Landlords. Yeah, they've been taking good care of us. You mean those slumlords well. over there, Bernie yeah, and uh, yeah. Bernie, Jason, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that head brew over there. They got that Jake guy, man, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> So now we just got we get we slid in with uh, my friend Matt Nicholson. Who's, nice. Uh, What's up, Matt? Matt How you doing? Awesome, man. Matt, Good. Matt's a quite dude. the yeah. accomplished home brewer. He's nice. Uh, yeah, home brewer. I don't. Him, uh, him and his boy. Hey, That's you know awesome. what? That's and awesome. honestly, Vince, uh, Vince was like the best guest we've had all day. He's, how he was, how, how he, was Vince? Vince the best could take guest over take over my podcast and nobody would notice. That, He'd that be might a little be true. Bit, I can see that. Be, he might like not swear as much as I do, but he would. <laughs> he would definitely. He swears he so much. Some re- I do. Yeah. It's, it's bad. that Juliet in you, dude. You can't take that out. You. you can't take the hood out of the yeah, boy. Though. Yeah, you yeah. take the boy out of the hood, but you can't. Uh, you can't take the boy out of the hood out of the boy. <laughs> yeah. So we got the MFR, the other half MFR, because people are going to listen to this and be like, "Oh, I thought you already had MFR on." That was Vince. This is that Matt. Was Vince this is Matt. the classier, the brains, taller, more beautiful, thinner, better dressed. I mean, there's. And, and, so and many how much things. Yeah, how much did we going. agree upon? I was yeah. going to pay you, right? Yeah. No, no, no. You don't have to yeah. pay. You. <laughs> you know, I did need some eye work, though. My eyes well, I can help you very, out with the eyes. You know? yeah. Yeah. Go to, can't help you go to Bourbon A and check you out. Nice, yeah. nice. My office is literally across the street from Brickstone. Oh, the cool. The production facility. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Matt, That's also, so this far. is Evan, this is Evan Morris from Phase yeah. 3 Brewing, by the way. so far. Evan's curious to meet you, Yeah, definitely too, yeah. Yes. So we're, oh, we're just and there, and there goes yeah. the beer. I don't know what that was. Oh well, my god! The, but it didn't actually like no, break. How land, crazy is that? Landed in, back in, in, in who even bag. drops a pint glass and doesn't break it? That's pretty impressive. It landed in the bag. Oh, that's all right. There's two not points. too. There's not too much electronic uh, nonsense that uh, that's gonna. It's all out here. So Matt. 
Yes. Vince was Vince was throwing some pretty badass questions earlier. He was like, Denver told him, flip the script. You interview Joe this time. And Vince was Vince was throwing him at me. He was getting pretty pretty good. He had like a, this well, great question. He phrased as like, Joe, if you had a magic wand, what what beer style would you do away with? I was very well, he got that him. one off Facebook. I'm sorry. Somebody posed that one on Facebook like oh, just a day or two ago. him out. Oh, totally. It. He totally. totally tried to take credit because, for it, too. Because he he said, get a, uh, what was the style he wanted to get rid of? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm sure he wanted to like tone down the Nipa thing. Personally, I'd get rid of vanilla in any. No, he was asking me. Yeah. He was asking Personally, me. I'd get rid of vanilla in any Nipa or, oh, or IPA for that stuff. milkshake matter. stuff, basically. The milkshake or like, needs to disappear. Really? Yes. Does it need to? Or does it, I'm, just for you, personally. I'm, that's for me, personally. I'm I went straight I went guy. straight to smoke beers. I went straight to, to smoke beers. beers really. Yeah, yeah. Not a smoke beer I guy. Can't, I, can't, I can't say not that saying I've had I a smoke beer I'm not that saying I've, I've had the best one ever. You know, like I, I, if I had a really good one, maybe I'd like it. But but right now, I would say smoke beers would be the one for me. Yeah. So yeah, I'm already I'm, rehashing I mean, like the same stuff see, we I'm talked sure, about earlier. I'm sure you probably are. But yeah, yes, we talked Vince, to, Vince did steal that straight off of Facebook. Dude, that's right. That's why Vince, we're holding you accountable right now. <laughs> this is happening right now. Sorry, sorry to bust you out of the water, did you there, guys, buddy. Did you guys already think about what you're going to bring to Small Batch? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's in the fermenter right now. Oh shit, are you serious? I'm dead oh, no, serious. I think we, 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 we touched we brewed, on it. Was we, it a stout? We brewed this. It's a big, big, big stout that we brewed last weekend, and we are going to adjunct it with a few different variety things. Ooh, a few different I, variety. Yes, I'm gonna just some vanilla. Tease you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. We're gonna tell pour exactly some New England in IPA right into our stout. Oh sure, no. why not? <laughs> We're gonna do a vanilla New England if gonna, IPA. If you're gonna do a milkshake, make it a stout milkshake. Why not? Why not? Maybe throw some sours in there too. There will. There will. We, we get. We got our more customers jumping on the mic. I like it. No yeah. problem. What up, Josh? Hello, Joe. So this has been a clusterfuck all the way around all day today. So. Denver's Denver's vision for this was set up your podcast equipment. I'm gonna have people interview you. Hey, so I'm gonna by sit. The, by the way, not to interrupt yeah, you, but go. I on, on my way here today, I was thinking. Well, I know they've got a couple of pilsners that are on tap tonight. Correct. Why hasn't Joe Bobby actually done the? I'm gonna rim the lip of this glass with my hot spice. Already and done make, it. Already oh, done it. Because yeah, you don't I've advertise that. I you only it. ever do that with the can. Because it's not as pleasurable for me personally when you I like do it on the glass. Because I have definitely Brian mind. and I have done it. Brian and I have we figured out a system. We went with uh, we 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 said all right. We got some of these like Dixie disposable plates. We'll throw the plate down. We drop the hot sauce on the plate. We we do the ingredients all over the hot sauce. Do the little Lowry's, little tahine, and we just. You know, roll the glass around the rim of the glass around, but it just doesn't last as long. It doesn't give you that same kind of like getting your mustache feel. Like it's just, it just doesn't work. It's out not burning your lips. It's enough. not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's not as good as just throwing it in the can. Joe, I, just, I didn't curious. see you do this today. Not today. No, oh, I haven't done it yet today. Okay. But uh, I think Matt was just talking about overall why we haven't well, done, I, done I, draft I hot have beers. Not done the hot beer thing yet. I, know. I have not either. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but we did have some preliminary talks with the the boys from Alarmist Brewing um, out on the north uh, northwest side of the, the city. They were talking about they have their pilsner that they make in can crispy boy. Yes. They were they were talking about adjuncting it for the fest um, with Michelada style seasoning. Oh, yeah, put a little and then, tomato and in then there, calling it crispy or uh, spicy boy. Spicy boy. They were going to do a little one up, which I thought was. Brilliant, but it's either going to work really well or it's going to get right. really bad heartburn. I've talked to a number of brewers that were like, "That you know what? People have tried it and it just doesn't work." So we'll see. 
Maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll maybe they'll pivot. I don't know. They might pivot from that. Yeah, I, like, I don't like, know that I'm a big tomato in my beer kind of fan. I'm not a clamato guy. But but that being said, you know, uh, Wellworks does make a spaghetti goza. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Mike do one too over at Microphone? I thought they did mom spaghetti. Did re- they? Yeah, I think that was like last year they did mom spaghetti. But I, you know, I don't really. It was like a wild ale. I don't ale. Really want to drink my spaghetti. So no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, you are absolutely right about the Wellworks one, which was actually very popular. Yeah, it was. Odd, Ke- yeah. Kevin actually, Kevin uh, had a good one when he had it when he was out there. Um, he said, yeah, it tasted just like spaghetti. And he liked I don't want to drink it. Oh, I was going to say, because Kevin hates everything. So Ke- Kevin's <laughs> he a very traditional style yeah. beer drinker. You're Except right. Except for Ale Apothecary. He seems to like that. I he do. I love Ale Apothecary. Oh, and I'll tell too. you what, before they were distributing, he, his, his uh, either his brother or his brother-in-law was, was out there and got Sati. Sent Sati back to us and Sahati, and this was like the the bottles came. They were corked and they were like electrical tape. Cork cage, shut. electric. Yes. Yeah. No, there was <laughs> no cage on it. Was just electrical just tape. Very, electrical. very back back school. Our, 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 it, but the beer was phenomenal. They're still rocking some good stuff. They I mean, are. It's just it's just a price point that's hard to get the consumer the, the everyday consumer into. Yeah. That so, was dude, I go get some hazies for like. Fifteen bucks. Why am I going to pay forty bucks for for, a beer. for one bottle yeah. at seven hundred and fifty milliliters? But that was that was true of the rare barrel here too. I mean, there was that rare barrel. I was here for it, but there was very few people here for the rare barrel. Yeah, rare barrel's tasty though. They I, are so I good. agree. It's a, it's a style in general. It I think is, that's hard to get the consumer yeah, into. The, so. the, the sour style is you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. And it's not like a good like gateway style either. <laughs> no, there's not a lot of I, like listen, uh, transitional beers for it. There's I, not like a spotted can, cow in the sour I can game. Tell you the first time I had a sour, um, I was ready sure. to pour out. It was a Russian River sour. Ooh, the and best. I, and I have the best. I have come to love them. Yeah. I somebody who can do a sour and do a sour right is just a beautiful thing. It took me about I would say three to four months to commit. Oh, to commit to the the sours. And Grab uh, it and turn it right into your face. Oh, yep, there, there, you go. there it is. Just manhandle that thing. Oh yeah, there it is. Um, but the owner, one of the owners of Crafted, told me Dan Rusnick. He's yeah. like, "Hey, if you if you gotta try a sour, you gotta commit to it first because I don't like I didn't like sours for a while, and I'm like I don't like sours either." He's like, "If you commit to it for three to four, four three to four months, and I did, I made an effort to." Drink, take a drink of a sour at least once a week for three to four months. Just try that. And then after I, after the the three month period, I'm like, yep, I'm in. I need them. Yeah, it's it's sour. Sour is definitely like. See, Dan doesn't get enough credit. Dan is the the sour hour power. Dan <laughs> Dan Resnick. I mean, you should you should be in here on Sunday. Yeah. See, he he knows he gets it. But it's it's one of those things you really do have to commit to it and like. And, and some people don't need to. Some people taste it and they're like, I love this. I love I love the way it makes my jaws salivate. I love, you know, the fruit component of a lot of the modern ones. Uh, but so I think the way you have to come about coming to the sour, my personal opinion and what I've told people is don't come into it thinking beer. If you come into it thinking beer, you're not going to like it. Think Absolutely. wine combined with cider. Right. If you come think wine combined with cider, you're going to go, hey, this is not that bad. It's just the same thing, but it's made with grain instead of fruit. 
It's a different flavor palette, and yeah, you have to look at it exactly that way. You're right. First time I was handed one, I've told this story numerous times. People were like, dude, are you really going to tell the story about Myrtle Beach again? I was <laughs> sitting in a pool in Myrtle Beach, and some guy handed me a Westbrook can, 12-ounce sour, that had like a little drawing of a pretzel on a little corner, and it said sweet and salty. And I was like, and he was handing it to me. He knew what he was handing me, and he was looking at me like, so you never had a sour before? I'm like, nope. And he was looking at me like, I can't wait to see your face. You know, that kind of look on his face. And I was like, oh, it does the same thing to me as like Sour Patch Kids do. Like, it makes me kind of like, and this was like a base, no fruit, you know, just a goza. Get that parotid gland to really squeeze up. Yeah, probably just a goza, you know, just like a straight goza, coriander, sea salt, three and a half, four percent. First they're sour and then they're sweet. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Sour Patch Kid, man. That's that's the kind of way I (laughs) felt when I tasted it. To me, that's an easier way to go into this. Mine was sitting in Vince's kitchen after having a bottle share of all the, like this is six years ago, so it was like bitter dippas and triple IPAs, all bitter, bitter, bitter. And then he pulls out supplication. Yeah, it's like, here, have a fucking banger right now. Everybody in the room was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it's just like, did not wild. I was like, like, this is vinegar in a glass. I don't want to drink this. The acidity level is just like, yeah, I mean, it's not not the thing I, I got into it as, you know? Well, the thing is, I came home and I'm from South Carolina. I'm like going to every store trying to find, like, where do I find something that, that was like that? It's like Anderson Valley, or you can get some distilled stuff from Bloomington, but nothing really matched what I had had that day. So I was just kind of left looking, and that actually eventually led me to Unane. And Unane is very good stuff. There's always fruited components to, to theirs, but they're like, I don't know, not they to be call confused with Unami. Yeah. But the <laughs> but salted. Uh, the Unani stuff is, in my opinion, their, even their fruited stuff is so much better than some of the other fruited stuff that's out there. It's just way yes. too much of a sweet bomb. Yeah, they, they pretty much ferment everything out of that thing. Right. Make it dry. Acidity. Make it sweetness. The color, maybe it retains of that fruit, but it's like you're just getting hints of that fruit. Right. That's getting, what it's supposed like, to be. It's not supposed to be a fruit bomb. Yeah, I don't we, want to drink fruit juice. We had an extensive conversation about 450 earlier about 450 and like the slurpees and the slushy XLs and 8% oh, Berliner. Vince's favorite. <laughs> Vince was not a part of that conversation. This was a conversation had by a couple other people but but I mean they're so popular and so big right now to have that just like fruit smoothie in your face. Like, the, the problem that I have with that is they're doing it in a style they're calling Berliner Weiss and it's really skewing people's opinion of a Berliner Weiss to that's what a Berliner Weiss is supposed to taste like and that is not what's supposed to taste like a Berliner Weiss. 4%. Low ABV. It's a low ABV beer with a hint of fruit syrup in it not this slushy thick sweet bomb that 450 is coming out with. I'm not saying that their their styles are wrong. I've had a couple of them that I really liked but that's not what a true Berliner Weiss Mm -hmm. is supposed to be. That's my big thing is always like, I don't, I like when people have fun with it. I, li- I like to see them doing this Listen, crazy I'm all shit. About don't get me wrong. I'm all about innova- innovation. But, but, but yeah, you like skew the style. You know? Right. It's like, You're skewing the like style. Instead of putting like 8% Berliner Weiss, but like 8%, we just made this shit up Weiss. Like, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Ich bin ein Berliner. Yeah. You know what the, the funny thing is, is the, the, like you said, you even mentioned it like lightly, the... With a little shot of fruit syrup in it, like you're, you're post, done, 
adjuncting something. Like you're like here, here's a little. Well, and that's traditionally that's the way a Berliner right. is done. Is it's a it's a, you pour the beer. Here's a little cup of syrup. You can put as much or as little as you want in. Throw a little raspberry now, in when, there. When Vince and I are doing the style, we actually adjunct the keg after it's been chilled, and so it's not going to ferment out. I mean your sorbet. Our your sorbet, sorbet. You're right. Beautifully done beers, by the way. Mm. Well, thank you. MFR going to be. I can't wait to see you guys pouring at a festival. Like you know, I still have to get my Bassett. No, to get it done, man. I know. I it's need easy. to get it done. <laughs> it's going to be fun. My wife Lori's going to join us for that too. She's got to get her Bassett. Oh, good. Yeah, it's good. We got to have some looks pouring. You don't want just. Well, you don't want the two ugly kids. You, you don't want the two ugly kids out there on the end yeah. of the block. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will be running around socializing. You'll know too many people there. I'm actually Maybe excited to be doing this alongside some real brewers. It's going to be. You should be able to get some good feedback, or at least get some get some good conversations and relationships built. Say, hey, not that you guys are like shooting to do this as a career or anything, but you know, like, it's it's obviously good to have any type of like resource that you can have and then maybe well, hit get, it off with yeah, somebody to get feedback you know? from somebody who knows what the heck they're doing on a daily basis as opposed to me who does it once or twice a month yeah and, but the, you guys do it pretty well and you got a nice little setup and see that this is the trick see denver denver set this whole thing up for it to be flip the script on joe interview him i've interviewed everyone today i said no flipping i take care of it. this is my podcast so, Joe, it's called I'll Joe's. Sh- I'll av- shut up for five minutes and let you guys. Joe podcast. Yeah, you guys, you guys have any questions for me? You let me know. I'm sitting here. Otherwise, um, you I'm drive ask the a question. You just want to have a drink of beer. That's all it is. What is your favorite oh, beer? My favorite beer. Yeah. Damn. Flavor or type? Oh, type or you type. want a specific? We're gonna go type first because that's easier. Okay. Well, all you I have to do is really look at the uh, yeah. the the tap list. It's no, Matt's all right. Nipas. Matt's right. Okay. Like I'd love, I'd love to be like super cool and be like, yeah, I'm like only into pilsners and lagers now. But like, really, if it comes down to it, my fridge is mostly New England style IPAs, hazy IPAs. Um, yeah, that, that that's that's going to be the crux of it. But but as we speak, I'm sitting here drinking a uh, Hotel Life, man, because I love a good lager, American lager, especially from Hailstorm. Um, Hailstorm is the number one brewery in this con- this state right now. That's completely overlooked at their lager game right now it's like people get all excited about these kind of hype loggers and, and uh, pilsners coming out from big breweries uh, big hype breweries and they totally forgot that they already have hailstorm making these things all the time year round you've got the hellas lager and hotel life and primo their mexican lager and you've got dovetail in the city just making hellas lagers and vienna lagers that are just outstanding but yes yeah, so if i had to pick my own style for my own fridge my fridge is mostly New England style IPAs. 450 Hot Butcher, Phase 3, Saint Laurent. And What's your next hot batch that you think might be the next one coming up? I don't know. I honestly don't know. There's so many, right? The consumer's so tight into these into these uh, New England's milkshakes. Um, I don't really believe in the Brute IPA at all. I don't really believe in the fact that Pilsners and Lagers are going to like reclaim anything. I, I, I feel like people are going to stay in the IPA realm. It's always going to be king. I think eventually we'll push so far to one side, we'll, we'll have to come back to like some more piney, west coasty IPAs. I believe that. I believe we're pushing so far to the sugar, to, the sugar sweet tooth of the uh, stout that eventually you got to come back somewhere. So like I think you've hit on something there. driven like the, you know, the thing I don't I think you don't like the Brute IPA because it doesn't have any sugar left in the beer at all. It is so dry that you don't 
That's they don't get that sweetness. And so it is, it is more similar to what the old West Coast style IPA is. Yeah, in but that I fact. love those beers, and I've never found a, a brute IPA. I don't know if it's the enzyme or if it's it's maybe it is the dryness of it. It is but a very dry style. No. But it's supposed to be. I mean, it brute, is. That's why it's called a brute so, IPA. It's by the way, we are doing a brute with yeah. uh, orange juice, like a mimosa style. Sounds lovely. <laughs> I like that it, idea. It should work very well. We did a test batch. It of seems it to make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you're going to go with an IPA, would you go single, which is the IPA, the double or the triple? I mean, I'm a double IPA yeah, fan. Yeah, I like to stay in the double. I, I'm yeah. the, the triples. The triples are always hit or miss. There's some that I've had yeah, that I true. have loved, but there are a lot of triples that I've been like, this is just like a sweet mess. All right, so here's Some, a question that's going to get you in trouble with. Sometimes it's too hoppy. You know, it's, it's a lot of good things. Here's a question that's going to get you in trouble with your uh, podcast interviewer viewees. Okay. Okay. You, you, you've interviewed most of the brewers in the Chicago, greater yeah. Chicago area. A lot. If you had to pick one brewer, who's your brewer? To what? To what? To do what? To, to brew to? beer for you. To brew beer, to for, brew beer for you. And we'll give who's, you some flexibility because it's Brewer? kind of One a Brewer. tough question. Okay. There's a lot in Chicago. There are. Are. All right. So, so immediately as he says one brewer, my first thought is to say two. Can I have two? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so right. it's, it's really hard for me because between between the two, two brewers that I'm thinking about right now, first of all, they have the same first name. And, uh, oh, I already know who they are. Second, then. Oh, yeah, tell me. Yeah, Sean and Sean. No, 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 nah. no. no. You're, t- you're giving me the whole country, right? Right. Because sh- you're thinking like Sean. No, I was Hill, talking Sean about Hill, Illinois. Sean I was talking. I was talking oh. specifically Illinois. Who's the other Sean besides Sean Burns? Miller. Oh, Sean that's Miller. Justin. That's, that's, that's Justin. That's Justin. Yeah. That's Justin. So, so I think for me, like especially locally or like Illinois, Chicago, I'm, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a toss up between Brandon Banbury at Hailstorm and Brandon. Uh, right at workforce because oh, they're nice. two breweries that nice, can throw yeah. down on on wild ales in a barrel they can throw down on hazy ipas they can put a beautiful barrel aged stout out they can and put, i like both breweries because they have such a wide they're just portfolio of i drink old pile regularly i drink hotel life regularly i love uh brando's mexican uh that old mexican lager over there uh blues and mexicali uh primo from hailstorm i love uh they, Brando, Brandon Banbury was kind of my OG. Like he was one of the, the breweries when I was young into the craft game, and I started to try to get deeper and local, and not just drink like Lagunitas and Three Floyds and stuff. Brandon Banbury was the one that brought me my first Northeast style IPA, which was Cumulus Stratus Nimbus. You know their their Cloud series, and then uh, yeah, the, the, basically everything that Hailstorm does is well rounded. They've been able to. They've been able to kind of uh, do every style well. And then Brando Brando pretty much has touched every brewery that exists in the Burbs now. Brando has helped them either get their yeast right, get their, you know, get their grain, whatever. Like, they're, they're all just, like, in- extremely talented people. Um, but I guess if you're telling me I have to pick a brewer to brew for me. Brewer to brew for Joe. But if you're like, if you're like Joe, you have to brew one stout. And that stout no, no, has no, to no, be no. the best that's stout ever. I'm asking you, I'm right. asking you what, what brewer can brew every yeah. beer and that that's you why, ever want to drink. That's why I went Brandon Banbury, Brando, Brando, right? They're pretty, they're pretty neck and neck for me. Uh, but I guess, I guess I have more of a connection with Hailstorm in my like old days of when I first started getting into beer. So, like heavily into craft beer. So Brandon Banbury probably be my my go to. Who is your? Okay, so that's I, I like that answer. But who's your up and coming? 
Your next up and cover up and coming possibly here. Riverlands, Eric Bramwell, Riverlands, Riverlands okay. St. Charles. That's an easy answer for me. Riverlands nice. is they're hot. Yes. They're, they're making some stuff that's just on fire. Yeah, and he's just he's just a really good human and a really good brewer and he respects old styles and no, understands the trends and understands creativity is fun and that you if you don't move you do die. So so it's like he he doesn't just ignore you know what's classic in that they do try to keep a pub ale on and a pilsner and they'd love to do an english mild every now and again like but also understands that like i'm pretty good at doing these tropical sours with a bunch of fruit in them and uh great hazy ipas and they did their secret burrito you know which is basically like an abraxas type clone you know that kind of thing so yeah, so I, I love a guy like that who just gets it and a dude that could sit down here with us for five hours and bottle share and talk about beer nerd stuff and, you know, loves everything. So I got one more question before I leave. So your wife's looking at you like, he better stop. I know. He's like, why, why is he still here? Um, at, least, at least your wife's not going, honey, can we go eat yet? Right. So Come one on more guys. question before I go. So... Who's the guys we don't know about, or is it too soon to tell, or can you not tell it? Like, that may be on the, the radar coming soon. Oh, wow. That's an easy one for me. These are our people, Brothership, Brothership Brewing. Brewing. Brothership nice. Brewing. Yep, yep. Because, only because Ryan. we know that they are eventually going to leave home brewing for commercial success here Very soon. Very soon. So yep, it, won't, it, it shall not be long. Look for Ryan. Ryan. Ryan, not Ryan, R-Y-N-E. Like Ryan Sandberg. R-Y-N-E, not R-Y-A-N. Like Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Willick and, uh, and our friend Kyle Albright. Just just two dudes that hang out here and like to party and like to share their beer with people and are super generous and just nice human beings and work very hard at their full-time regular jobs. And they're, they're going to eventually live their dream. Coming soon, I can feel it. Yeah, I can't wait. I Coming can't wait soon to, to a location either. very nearby. Very near well, you. Yes, so. exactly. You guys are making this sound like really formulated. I was really answering that question like <laughs> organically. Like, you know, there's no doubt in my mind. Like those guys are going to do very good things. Um, as long as they get the tools they need to do it, they are going to they're going to crush. So I'm looking forward to Brothership Brewing, another brand you're going to be able to see at the Small Batch Fest this year. Uh, you're going to be. Missing their faces because they were, unfortunately, apparently a wedding is more important. Yeah, that's what I'm told. We, know, we, tried, to, we could, tried to convince them to come by in the tuxedo because that would yeah. look really good for the brand. Yes. Right? But apparently he said, if I do that, there's not going to be a wedding. But the IG app be a label be, maker. Yeah, right? That's what I'm yeah, saying. A label. You don't believe believe in beer. Brothership Brewing. They're yes. Um, yeah. BB, so believe in guys, beer. Yeah, these guys are going to be great. Looking forward to, to having them. But... Uh, Stuff that's kind of like sniffing around right now. Unfortunately, location-wise, for us specifically in the Southwest Burbs, they're not easy to get to. But but uh, a brewery that I'm psyched on that exists right now and just maybe hasn't gotten the love outside of their area is uh, Roaring Table. Roaring Table is uh, Lane and, and Elizabeth out there. They've just been doing this amazing like plethora of styles. I mean, Lane's doing fucking raw ales like. No boil, like old style. These like these crazy different ales. He's doing loggers and pilsners, but then he's like doing these crazy overfruited shit in kegs once a week. Here's a pomegranate mango one, like you know, just they'll put whipped cream on top of it for you. They don't care. And for like the, the listeners, where is this? Uh, it's Lake Zurich, Lake Northwest Zurich. Burbs. Yeah. So you have uh, 
you have they're great Berliners. They do the New England style. They do some stouts, but they also do some like low ABV stouts. You know, they do they do some different stuff that like you may not have seen before. And they also uh, he has like a fucking Solera styles that he's working on. You know, he's got the big I don't know what do you call those like it's not like a fooder. It's like the big wooden tank basically that you know they they get empty half like of cask, it out cask strength. I don't know. It's like a big old like. Ten barrel type uh, wooden vessel that you know they might. That's a they style that beer. I think has gotten lost is the cask strength ales, whether it be a pale ale or a bitter yeah. or nobody's really doing those anymore. Lane's down with those. So Roaring Table is one of those ones that I can't stress enough for people to like go check them out. You know? All right, I'm gonna let you guys get back to the party. There's all Thank these you, fun Joe's people hanging out. With you. Thank, Thank you very you guys. much. Thanks for coming out. And, Appreciate and, it. And celebrating my one year anniversary. One year crafted. crafted all right, in Denver. Cheers. We'll push some other people onto the mics.